Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The scenario is Saturnine Chalice. It was written by Matthew Sanderson, and it's included in a collection called Deadlight and Other Dark Turns. I am the Game Master, and this is a four-hour one-shot. Uh, we have a lot of players, and they tend to not to watch our games so that they can play in them. Thus, this is the fourth time that we are running this scenario, and it probably won't be the last time either. That being said, <clears throat> let's begin our journey into the darkness. You are currently in Misc at the Miskatonic University. Uh, you have been planning a trip to Ottawa, Canada, uh, where you will be in uh, attending a symposium on uh, religious practices of early humans. Um, you all have one sort of interest or another in this subject, and it's also a nice time to get away. It's it's springtime, but it's still fairly early spring. Uh, the the night times can get very cold. Um, it's not unheard of that it still might snow a little, though that's uh, that's rarer in Massachusetts at this time than it might be in Canada. So you're all prepared. You've all got your clothing. You've got anything that you might need. And uh, you're going to be gone for a few days. So uh, it's a long drive. Uh, you are driving uh, through Massachusetts, past Worcester, up north uh, into Vermont. Um, actually, I think Hampshire, then Vermont, and uh, heading up towards Canada. It's uh, it's still fairly uh, it's still fairly early in the day when you reach Mount 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 Pillar, uh, Vermont, and the guy at the gas station sort of gives you some advice on the direction you should go, but after after you drive for another hour or so. Uh, you've passed a little small town uh, called Sable Forks. Uh, you, you're maybe uh, 15 or 20 miles past that when you realize that you're, you're on a fairly lonely country road. You're pretty sure you're still heading north, um, and you probably will eventually get to Canada, but you're not precisely sure where you are. We're all in the same car or driving? We're all in the same car. You have, well, let's see, let's decide now. Somebody has a big old town car with, you know, seating for eight. Um, who wants to be the driver? Let me see what my drive is and then tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the driver. There you go. Okay. So it's a nice one of those big old gangster looking cars. Got, <laughs> got lots of, got sideboards on the sides and. It's actually, even with, with six people, it's very comfortable. Mm -hmm. Are you sure we took the right turn back there? It feels like we're not going in the right way. It is. We, we are in the middle of nowhere, but to be clear, we're having trouble getting to Canada, which is the only country above us. I mean, can we get general directions going? Which way is the sun? Yeah, you can does see look from like where we're the sun heading is. north. Yeah, it does look like we're heading north. That's a plus. <clears throat> that 
that lad at the filling station seemed a little shifty to me. Oh. He refused sure to take he... my impromptu IQ test. I don't sure know why he had such trouble with it. I just said, how many triangles do you see at this geometric shape? And he flipped me off. I didn't understand. Oh, and we took directions from him. Was that before or after I asked him? Probably after. He Uh-oh. probably <laughs> gave us the wrong. Well done, Alfred. Well done. Once again. I did it for science. We can finally quantize the human mind. Well, I'm I think so. Sure as long that... as we're heading northwards, I, we're going to get to Canada eventually. And you know, those Canadians, they tend to be nice enough that they'll, they'll give us good directions when we get there. Maybe surely we'll run into a mountain. Point, um, yeah. yeah. Surely at some point we'll find some town or some person who can give us directions. I wouldn't worry about it too much. Um, I can't imagine that that gentleman would have given us the wrong directions just because Alfred was uh, being himself. <laughs> Dr. Benson to a luck roll. All right. Oh, an 07. So, yes. 07. Excellent. Okay. Um, uh, the road seems to be fairly clear. There's no, uh, there's no ruts or bumps on it at all. Um, you haven't passed a car in a while. Uh, you can see that in the there's lots of woodlands that you're going through lots of trees there's still snow on the ground in places in the trees where the the sun doesn't really hit very well um typical of uh typical of this time of year uh it's a little chilly most of you were you know wrapped up somewhat um but as you're driving you suddenly, you, the, the car sputters. You hear it like this as you're going. And it's like your power starts to drop off. All right, and I'll bring it to a stop on the side and have a look at it. As you lean forward and you see your gas gauge, which you filled up back in Mount Pelier. Now that was while ago, but you should still have plenty of gas. It looks like you're on about uh, three quarters of a tank. You, uh, you tap on the gauge and it goes right down to oh, zero. Look at that, Alfred. You insult our attendant and he does something to mess with the gauge. Mess We're empty. The... It's empty. How can you mess with the gauge? You have to get into the car. You have to get under it and mess with the tank. Or he didn't, well, he didn't fuel us up all the way, I suppose. Okay, now that's possible, but don't. All I did was talk to the guy. Sheesh. Are you sure your car does not have some sort of a leak or something? Maybe we should get out and inspect to make sure that it's not leaking fuel. We should. We should. I haven't had this car service, gosh, since Peter's accident. So it's been a while. Well, yeah, uh, that's look at it. reassuring. That's, a, that's an excellent idea, especially since it doesn't involve blaming innocent colleagues. Do, uh, do any of you have mechanical repair? I have a whopping 10 in mechanical repair. <laughs> well, if you've got something around it, go ahead and try. All right. One failure coming up. 
1993. <laughs> it's a car. On that. Cars have wheels. You uh, you walk around curve. to the front. You you pop the, the 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 front end. You take a look at the engine. You're like, yeah, that's that's an engine. Yeah, I can just see myself tapping on me. Yeah, seeing if I got nothing. Oh, well, Alfred, let me uh, let me show you how, how it's done. Um, I'll take it. Take a look. Okay. Ah, big fail. <laughs> um, does anybody have any ideas about what you might look for? Leaky fluid. Yeah, like spill, like, you know, it'd kind of go back a ways and see if I've been, you know, okay. dripping fluid the entire way we've been driving or anything like that. So, Dr. Eleanor, you walk back along the road, just maybe, you know, 50 feet back and mm -hmm. forth. You see no evidence at all of any okay. spilled fuel. I go around kicking the tires because I heard you're supposed to do that to cars. They, they seem to be in fairly good condition. I think the tires are good. Also, it dawns on you that, um, but the tank showed that it was full when you left. It might be possible not to give you a tank of gas, but at the same time, you wouldn't be able to make it look like it was full. Right. So oh, open up the, the, the fuel cap and see if there's anything strange in there. You can smell gasoline. You can't oh. really see into it. Hmm. Well, Dr. Benson, do you keep a, a, a gas can or something in your trunk to for extra fuel just in case? You don't have anything oh, like I, that. No. You have a spare tire. Oh. That's not going to help much. Well, maybe we should uh, see if there's a house nearby that we could uh, uh, phone, uh, phone to see if we can get some help from someone. That's an excellent idea. Well... You haven't passed anything on the way. Maybe there was a house, oh, 15 miles back, that you recall. But everybody do a spot hit me. Right in the hit. <laughs> Ooh. That is a success. That Normal is a hard. Normal. Normal success. Not a hard success. Oh, good. Okay. Well, those of you who succeeded, um, you can see that, that maybe 100 feet farther on down the road, on the side, it looks like there's some sort of pillar um, that looks like it's like decorative cement. And, uh, and Edwin, you can sort of crane yourself over and see that it definitely looks like a gate, like a gate to an estate. Ah. Well, there's some there's something up up ahead. Uh, uh, perhaps it's a it's a gate to some someone's house. Uh, anyone care Great. to care to take a walk up there? Yes, I'll walk yes. with you. Yes, yeah. All right. So you walk up the road, and indeed there are uh, there are two uh, uh, pillars with decorative tops on them. They look like you know urns or something like that. And there's a big wrought iron gate in the middle of it with the name Wayland over the top of it. Um, you can see through the gate that there is a fairly large property. Looks like the road goes farther in and then splits in half with a central sort of, maybe there's a house in the middle. Maybe there's stuff behind that. That's what you can see through the, through the, the lines of trees. Um, you don't see uh, any activity at the moment. It's probably about 
two or three in the afternoon. Is it? Does it look old and decrepit? Does it look no, desolate actually, and abandoned? The, actually, the grounds look fairly well kept. There are definitely flower gardens uh, beginning oh. to bloom up there, and um, it's there's no trees directly near the house, so it's it's fairly brightly lit. Hmm. Well, well, is the is the gate open or is it uh, closed and locked up? Uh, there, it doesn't seem to be any kind of lock on the gate. It is closed, but it's just closed with those, you know, little things to keep it from swinging in the wind. Well, this is probably our our best bet then of getting any sort of help. And uh, who knows, they may have uh, they have a driver that might be able to uh, offer us or give us a little bit of gas. Agreed. Okay. Well, let's go. So you head inside, and as you are walking up the path, um, you sort of get an interesting, uh, I'd say, a, like a little bit of a view. You're slightly on a hill coming down into the property, so you can sort of see the way that it's laid out. Uh, it's laid out with the house in the center and uh, a number of things around it. Uh, you're, you're coming from the south point upwards towards the structure. Uh, you can see what looks like a mausoleum over on the right and a barn-like structure or a stable on the left and maybe a well towards the back as you are heading forward. The thing on the right, you said that was a gazebo, maybe? Uh, no, it looks like a mausoleum. It looks like it's all mausoleum. made out of, uh, okay. of, of uh, what do I want to say, marble. Hmm. Well, the house, right? Yeah, this Arthur. looks like a pleasant place. We should be able to get some help here. All right. So as you walk up to the house, it, it looks like a fairly nice house. You can see that there is definitely, um, there's an aspect of age. It's was probably built last century or, uh, you know, somewhere a bit earlier. Uh, there's a place where maybe the property needs a little bit of upkeep, but um, for the most part, somebody's obviously gardening and planting things and, and, and stuff. Um, I would like you all to do spot hidden rolls as you walk up to the house. Regular success. Likewise, regular. I failed. So there's two of you that have regular success. As you walk up to the house, you're all walking up. Uh, you're sort of looking around, admiring the place. Those of you who succeeded suddenly realize that there's somebody inside one of the rooms who's staring at you out the window. Oh. And they're very strange looking. They're pale. It's obviously a man. Uh, he's as, just as pale as as snow um uh -huh. wave at him he doesn't wave back he doesn't do anything he, he's not even blinking and that's when you come to realize as you sort of once again shift yourself around that it is a statue oh that is set in the window facing outward <laughs> I was worried there for a second. I even waved to him. That was concerning. 
I thought there was a strange man watching us. Well, middle of nowhere, certainly people approaching your house, but I can't imagine it's that unheard of that people get car trouble. Why else would someone approach your house? All right. Middle so you're now you're now approaching up to the front of the house. And um, there's a couple steps up on the porch. What would you like to do? Who's going to knock? I'll knock. I'm congenial. People like me. All right. And my colleagues agree with that, as you can hear. Uh, you knock. And inside, uh, you can hear, uh, like, some scratching noise, like uh, like furniture on on floorboards and like someone getting out of, out of a chair well maybe or or somebody moving something uh and then you hear a voice uh hmm. it sounds like uh, a gentleman's voice but but rather high-pitched um he says uh he says oh yes just a moment i'll i'll be with you in a moment uh, very good thank you ah, someone's home this is great That's a good sign uh, well, uh, if you want, just open the door and and set it inside. Set it in. Uh, what, the door what is, is open. The door is open. We're not, I think you misunderstand, sir. <laughs> Do you open the door? Uh, I guess so. Sure. All right. You open the door, and what you're looking into is a foyer of this beautiful big house. Um, in the right, uh, not too far inside the door, uh, there is a, la- a step ladder, and somebody who seems obviously the butler. Uh, he's an older gentleman. He's on the top of the, the ladder with a feather duster, and he's dusting a, uh, a chandelier. And he looks down and he says, he says, just put it right. Oh, dear. You're uh, not the delivery boy. Uh, no, sir. Uh, good sir, we're not. Um would you mind coming down? We, oh, we can yes. have a proper uh, introduction. Oh, yes. I'm so sorry. Uh, you must be here. Uh, you must be one of uh, the master's uh, guests. Um, pardon my uh, my dusty appearance. Uh, no trouble at all. Um, your master you're, is expecting guests. You're here very early for the party. Yes. Uh, a party. Hey, there's a party. Sir, we're not here for the party. We're experiencing car troubles, and we need some help with our car. Oh, oh dear. Um, you, you uh, what sort of trouble with your car? No gas. Oh, you're not got no gas. Um, I, I'm sorry. Where, I, where are my manners? Please, you know, come inside the foyer. Uh, there's no need for you to stand out in the cold. Oh, most generous of you. Thank you. Uh, well, you have found yourself at uh, the Wayland Manor. Um, uh, I am, uh, Jeremiah Linwood, and I am the house butler. Uh, you'll forgive me. I thought that you were perhaps the delivery boy. Uh, we get our deliveries, uh, from, uh, from the town of, uh, uh, uh Sable Forks down the road. Uh, let's see. You want some gasoline? Um, I'm not sure if we have any. Uh, perhaps in the the carport. Um, that, that that sounds logical, and perhaps a jerry can to uh, put it in. And... 
Yes, I, we might have something like that. Um, uh, please, why don't you come inside and uh, uh, have yourself uh, a sit in the parlor and uh, I can go look for that. Or if one of you would like to come with me, we can see if we find the... Uh, uh, oh, I will gladly come with you. Yes, again. All right. You're helping us after all. Um, so he... He starts to take you uh, down through the through the main entrance hall. There's stairs going up. There's a number of big rooms and stuff going off in the distance. Uh, he takes you to a little side room, and it's you realize it's the room that you could see with the statue in it. Ah. Um, he he takes you in there. There are uh, uh, there's a big fireplace. There's paintings on the wall. Uh, you realize the painting in the dead center is a man who matches the statue. He looks like the statue, except that he's not a painting. Male. Right, it's a painting. Yeah. Uh, so uh, who, who's, the, uh, who's the fella taking the center place here? Oh, that's, that's Master August uh, uh, Wayland. Uh, he is the master of the house. Ah. Um, uh, he and his daughter live here, and uh, they're having the party. Oh, that's wondrous. Um, and about that the, time... I was going to say, what, what's the occasion? Birthday? Is it well, a birthday? Before, before he can answer, um, a woman comes around the corner dressed as a maid. And he says, ah, this is my wife, Rosemary Linwood. Um, and she says, hello. Uh, these people have had some difficulty with their car. And uh, could you perhaps get them something to drink? And she says, of course. Um, uh, he looks back and says, I'm sorry, to answer your question, uh, there is, uh, Master, Lin, uh, Master uh, Wayland, uh, about once every couple of months has a little to do with, uh, with friends. Um, this, one nice. I, this one is, uh, is uh, celebrating uh, something with his daughter. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what, uh, but I'm sure you'll meet him soon enough. I'd be uh, delighted. Uh, would you come with me then? We'll go uh, check and see if we've got gasoline. For the car part. And he takes you back out the front door and you start heading towards that barn structure. That's sure. Over there. All right. So we'll get back to you in a moment. Uh, the rest of you come into this room and there, there is a small collection of books uh, on shelving, uh, but most of them look I don't know if you'd say decorative, you know, people collect books to make them think they're sheltered. But it's not what you call library. It's just a few select books. There's some things on the table. There's comfortable chairs. There's a divan. Um, there's a, a beautiful fire going in the fireplace. Um, and the pictures, there are five paintings in the room. One is of uh, August Wayland. Uh, one of them is August Wayland and a woman. Uh, you're pretty sure it's a wedding picture. Uh, so that's his wife. There is a picture of the three, the two of them holding a baby. Um, and then there is a picture of just him and a young woman uh, that are standing there. Uh, and she's dressed in a graduation outfit. And uh, there's another picture. It's just of her in, in, in grown a little older and in a more beautiful uh, dress. 
there, uh, you probably could make yourself comfortable. Um, but there is that odd statue in the corner that is facing out of the window, which seems just a little odd. Oh, there's also a piano in the room. I'll definitely want to take a look at closer look at that statue because uh, statues you can always tell something about people by the, the the cultures that they come from by the statues they build. Um, before you do that, uh, Rosemary asks, "What would you all like to drink? Coffee, tea, water?" Water would be just fine. Thank you. Some hot tea um, would be amazing. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. If there is a scotch in the house, that would be very nice. Scotch. Um, oh my goodness, Harold! I'm not sure. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll have a look, sir. And you, Marjorie, wouldn't mind. It, it being cold outside, I, the hot tea sounds wonderful. All right, I'll definitely do that. Um, I'll be back uh, shortly, and just make yourselves comfortable. And uh, she walks out. Uh, the statue, what, you, you approach the statue, it's on a plinth, um, and like I say, it's facing outward, uh, so you're looking at the back of the statue. Do a spot hidden for me. Okay. That's a 75, nope. Um. The statue is uh, very white as you approach it, and and it's got an odd texture to it. Um, it's the it's the one thing that you sort of notice. Uh, it doesn't look like polished marble, um, but you don't you don't really pay that close attention. Um, what would you like to do with the statue? Well, would the um, uh, given my background in archaeology, would the the material seem kind of be dated to a certain period? Considering it's not marble, because that's kind of what I would expect. So, are, are you going to do a closer examination of the material? Yeah, I think so, because that's the thing that kind of stands out for me at the moment. Okay. Well, once again, you're still looking at the back of the bed. Uh, well, well, you you put your finger on it. It's got that cold feel like marble but with your fingernail you sort of scratch at it and you realize that it's been painted it's painted white hmm. which is really odd, odd. yeah what Can't have you found over there harold well it's it's a bit odd i mean normally you want to see the the polishing of the stone for for a statue but for some strange bizarre reason they've decided to paint it paint it paint it what's it made of wood i'll give it a knock to see if it's uh you know kind of the if it's kind of a woody feel or if it's a, a stone feel definitely doesn't feel like wood um you're not sure if it feels like stone um what else do you want to try to do to it? Um, is there a piece that maybe looks like the uh, the paint might be flecking off a little bit that I can just kind of take a little tiny piece off to see what's underneath? Um, sure. Um, you do that and you realize that 
the substance underneath of it looks like it's a dull bluish gray metal. And you give it a little bit of a, a push and you realize that it is extremely heavy. It's probably made out of lead. That's very odd. Uh, this statue, it's, uh, it seems kind of a leadish material, kind of a grayish kind of blue color underneath. I've, not something I've come across in my studies as something to be used as statue material, but uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know, Edwin, you're the history scholar. Maybe you've heard about such things that I haven't come across. I, I wouldn't have wanted to move it into this room. Um, <laughs> Indeed. I, I, is, uh, does my history knowledge reveal any, I don't know, past practices of using this kind of material for a statue? Well, if it was lead, it would be extremely heavy. It wouldn't be very practical. Maybe it's not as heavy as you think it is. Maybe it's just coated in lead and then painted yeah, over. We're looking at the back of it. I'm going to peek around the front side and get a okay. get a closer look at this. It's a it's a, a man's face. Uh, yes. In fact, when you look around on the other side, say, uh, the other side, and you look at, you realize very quickly that it's it's uh, August Wayland. It's the same man. Uh, so it's just a statue of him. There's a painting of him. There's a statue of him. Uh, but you also notice something odd uh, in the he's in the in the bust. He's wearing a tie, uh, but somebody has scratched something into the tie, and it looks like this. Now I forgot. I suggested with the last group, you guys probably will need some paper and pen. <laughs> It looks like someone's defaced this. Take a look at that. Is that CM or is that some kind of symbol? I don't immediately recognize it. Yes, it definitely does look like some letters, but those could be some uh, some mountain ranges. But um, yes, I'm not sure. What do you gentlemen see over here? Oh yes, uh, come, come, professors, doctor, uh, come take a look at this over here. This, you might have something mm -hmm. that you might find interesting. It, it's so strange. Why would you put a statue staring out of your window? It was kind of startling. How strange! It's disturbing. This, well, this whole this statue is disturbing. Yes. Any August these... guy is has a bit of an ego <laughs> as I sort of look at all the paintings and then point right. to this statue. Do any of you have a cult that have a cult? Some. Ah, uh, yes, I have uh, oh, I've got a little strong yes. interest in occult practices, particularly as of the past. I. Why don't you go ahead and do your cult roles? Success. I don't Fail. recognize anything. Nothing here. Okay. Uh, but Harold, you you succeeded. Yeah, um, just a regular success. It suddenly pops into your head. Alistair Crowley. Alistair Crowley uh, uh, was, is, in your day and age, a rather important uh, occultist. Um, 
you seem to recall that he had a system of sigils. Uh, and this thing on the, the tie looks very much like one of those occult sigils. Oh, now I remember. Yes, of course. Uh, 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 Edwin, Eleanor, Eric, do you remember, have you come across uh, Alistair Crowley in any of your studies? Well, of course. Yes. Well, yes, he, he has, right, he does some sigils. And this is, uh, this is one I've, I kind of vaguely remember him uh, reading about in one of his books. Everybody do a spot hidden again. Pass. Pass. Uh, Dr. Uh, Dr. Menke, um, uh, as they're talking about Aleister Crowley, you notice that there is a book by Aleister Crowley uh, sitting next to one of the chairs on a little side table. I'm going to pick it up and take a look at it. Okay. Uh, inside is, in fact, a detailed description of this uh, sort of process. He shows a number of sigils and stuff. And as you were going through it, what you you realize is that the the this what the sigils are, if I can explain this, is there's he was all into magic magic squares. And in a magic square, all of the numbers in all the directions add up to the same number. And particular magic squares are associated with the various planets in the solar system. And the various planets in the solar system are associated with certain elements. And you very quickly realize that the element lead is associated with the planet Saturn. And when you look up the Kamea of Saturn in the book, uh, this is what you find. So basically, there are nine numbers in different positions, and those correspond to certain letters. So for instance, if you wanted to say the word wet, you would put the starting position in five, which is W, then it would go a second time into five, which would be the E, and then it would end in the two, which would be T. So you get W-E-T. How do you know which row you're using? Based on the number. This is in five. So it's 552 five, is the number. So 552, five, it's going to be this one of these letters, one of these letters, and then one of these letters. So the sigil that you have discovered on the statue looks like this. And that's why you need a piece of paper. If you guys want to see if you can figure out what is written on the statue. So the starting, just so I know, the starting position is the six, right? That's correct. Where the circle. Is. Okay. Okay. Well, so I'm it's going glad to be... you mentioned that, Harold, because I was well, yeah, starting I with the I was starting with the five. I was too. <laughs> well, it's likely to be F or O. Not many letters. Not many words. We have X. It's going to have to be an O because the next uh, is a consonant, right? Uh, Obstacle? Is that it? Uh, no, not enough letters for that. Okay. Oh, yeah. there is. Yeah. Very good. 
I don't like this. It made me feel dumb. (laughs) 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 Don't let the Dean know that we had trouble with that one. So the statue is some sort of obstacle then. Well, that puzzle Mm -hmm. certainly was. (laughs) Uh, That's one for, that's why we have grad students after all. Yeah. All right, so let's do Al. Uh, let's do uh, Howard. Let's do Alfred. Um, so you walk across the property and you head over towards the barn. Um, it looks like a barn, but you realize it's probably a, a, a repurposed, barn. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. He opens up a door and you step inside, and there is the most gorgeous uh, silver ghost, uh, Rolls Royce. Oh my. That is parked on the inside. And he says, now let's see. Um, I believe there are some gas cans towards the back. And uh, he steps back there. Uh, I'm just staring at the car. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's stunning. It's a little dusty, but, uh, but it's, uh, it looks beautiful. Um, he finds a couple of gas cans and shakes them. And he says, oh dear, I don't think we have any gas. You see, normally we, we for, for a number of years now, we've gotten our food delivered. Um, uh, what shall we do? Um, he checks through the rest of the, the barn. There's like three big stalls. Um, but he doesn't find anything in the cans. The cans are all empty. Uh, there is also out here Quite a lot of you know gardening equipment and, of and stuff like that. So what you'd expect to see in a barn. I would like you to do a spot hidden, since you are looking at this beautiful car. And I'm very distracted by it because that's an eighty-three. Okay. Um. So you are looking at the car and he's rustling around looking um he says well perhaps we can find a way of siphoning some gasoline from the car uh, oh okay I yeah i don't know i don't know like how use recently uh now he doesn't have like a siphon um oh. he says so the only way to do it would be to crawl underneath and uh loosen the gas tank and have it you know, pour into a he's got a container oh okay um yeah that's a thing right i have my i have no desire to do that i'm just like uh, get underneath the car well that's you don't have to get all the way underneath you just have to get you know, towards where the gas tank is um gonna have him do it he's an older guy right yeah all right, I'll do it. All right. Uh, this is grad student work. How old are you? How old's your character? Uh, let's go with mid forties. <laughs> it says on your on your sheet. Does uh, it? Oh, hey, and I was right, forty eight. All right. So he tells you where it is, and you get down there. He hands you some tools that you can use, and you've placed up a pain underneath. Um, but as you're underneath the car and you're looking over, 
You can see his feet and his shoes there, but you suddenly realize there's someone else standing like three feet from him on the side. And those feet are bare and they are almost bluish green. Mm -hmm. uh, they're definitely a person's feet. Uh, the, the toenails on them are really pretty. And okay. what you can see of clothing is tattered and torn. Is there a smell or am I just smelling car uh, underneath gasoline yeah. stuff? You, you start to smell something that smells foul. You can do a sanity roll. Oh, joy. Okay. Hey, there you go. That's, that's an extreme success. Okay. So you don't take any sanity loss, but you're definitely startled. Yeah. I imagine I clunk my head like, what the? Oh. Right. And then and the I will. The second yeah. you clunk your head and close your eyes in pain, it's gone. There's nothing there. Okay. That was weird. You continue uh, trying to get gas. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. You get the the bolt undone, and nothing comes out of the uh, of the tank. Oh, Dry, huh? that's what I was afraid of. Yes, it's not been used in quite a while. You wouldn't happen to have it any moonshine, would you? Oh no, uh, I, I'm not even sure exactly what you're referring to. Uh, whiskey, do, dear boy. We do Full have a, quality whiskey. Whiskey. Um, we do have a telephone. That's a plus. I, I think you you would we could call. Um, we could call Sable Forks and see if they can have the boy bring some gasoline with him. Hmm. Oh, that's that's a jolly good idea. Let's do that. All right. But he helps you up. Um, and I dust myself off and uh, say, you know, it's a shame such a beautiful car isn't, uh, you know, used. It is indeed a beautiful car. Unfortunately, no one knows how to drive. We used to have a uh, chauffeur. But oh. without without any need for driving, there's no need for a chauffeur. Well, there's always the joy of a nice Sunday drive, but to each their own. So you start walking back towards the house. Um, do a spot hidden for me. Spotting the hiddens. Okay, okay, that's what we're talking about. That's a four. I spot everything. Okay. So, as you saw on the map, the barn, we'll call it a carport. It's more of a carport. The carport is over on the left side of the property, and directly behind the house on the far, far end of the property was a well. Yep. Um, it's an old stone well. It's a fairly large well with a little roof over the top of it. And you see somebody standing over by that well. Um, they are maybe five foot six or five foot seven. Um, Male, female. It looks like a female because it has long black scraggly hair. Is it um, the girl from the ring? Well, I mean, if you're going to compare it 
kind of looks like that. Um, okay. Does with her skin look like from this distance? Does her skin look like the creepy feet that startled me? Yeah, you're thinking that. Um, you can't um, see much details because it's quite a ways away. Um, but it seems to be standing there. It's in a tattered looking white dress like maybe it was a wedding dress but it's rotted away or partly rotted and they're just standing at the well they're not pointing at me being like well oh. they're they're looking in your direction um so yeah, jeremiah um is yes, that sir. well on the property still used for drinking water the well uh yes it has very nice and he looks over at the well at the same time. But in that moment that you looked over at him for a moment, there's nothing left of about the well. Uh, okay. He says, yes, yeah, so we still occasionally use it. Uh, so mostly for washing. But uh, it is good. Uh, well, to bring water in for, for washing uh, the clothing and the dishes and so forth. But, uh, but not, it, you don't, it's not potable? You don't, you don't drink it? Well, if we boil it, yes, we do. I see. Very good, um, nice. Very good. And that over there, and he points at the mausoleum. Um, yes. That's that's the family crypt, if you will. Uh, oh, how long have the uh, Waylands uh, been on these grounds? And when you say that, he he stops for a moment and he says, "Um, yes, um." The Waylands have been here for quite a few years. Um, I, I don't quite remember. <laughs> and uh, he continues to walk you back up towards the house. How long have you uh, worked for them? Oh, well, uh, Rosemary and I have worked for him for, um, um, for quite, quite a number of years. And Do I get the again, sense he has no idea what the answer is? Yeah, do a psychology role. I am a psychologist. I yeah. will do a psychology role. I'm not a very good psychologist. Well, at the at the least, he seems to be struggling with his memory. Now he is an older fellow, so maybe he's just getting old. Um, hmm. Now, as you, you, you're afforded a good look at the house structure itself, you can see that the front part uh, was definitely a big manor house. Um, sure. And then when you're towards the back of the, the, pro, or the back of that house structure, there was a smaller house that was there, probably the servants' quarters, and wow. it has at some point been attached. So the servants don't have to go outside to go inside. They, they can, there's a connection there. And from, from the windows and maybe the brick uh, structure at one part, you're guessing that's probably the kitchen over here on this side. Gotcha. Okay. Do a spot hidden for me. Okay. Let's see if I don't fill with that. I'm all, it's either extremely failing or extreme success. That's an extreme success. Okay. So as you're walking past, you do notice something a little strange. There is a hatch. Hatch. Uh, a hatch in the ground. Um, 
Metal or wood? Uh, it looks like it's metal. Uh, it's um, fairly small, maybe two feet by two feet. And next to it is a burn pile where they might burn things that they weren't going to you know, throw away, uh, burn whatever, paper products and, and things like that. A lot of times in the country, people burn their... I'll just walk right over to the hatch and, you know, give it a nudge with the foot and just say, what's oh, up with the hatch? So, so do be careful. Um, yes? That's, that's just where the ashes go for the burn. Why do you need a hatch? Uh, we don't want them to wash, wash into the water table or anything like that. Um, it's, it's one of the Wayland's eccentricities. Worried about the water. Okay. Um, does that sound like bullshit to me? It sounds, you've never heard of anything like that before. Okay. We're going to put that in the yes column. Okay. Um, all right. So you head back in. Uh, you go in through a, a side door this time. Uh, which connects to a hallway. Uh, and as you go, as you're walking, you can see that if you had made a, uh, a left inside of that door, you would go right into the kitchen. And if you make a right, you go right down. You can see there's a dining room. You go by a library, a formal oh. library. And then the next room is the parlor where your friends are. And you come in there. And as you're coming there, they're, they're getting their drinks. And... Uh, Rosemary are, turns, turns to you and says, oh, sir, I'm sorry. Would you like something to drink? Um, no, thank you. I'm fine. All right. Um, and you join your friends. And Rosemary leaves. Are they all just staring at the statue, though? Please tell me when I walk in. They're like, it's like. Beat, well, like they've, all they've been stuff. staring at it. Yeah, definitely. But no, they're all standing over there chit-chatting with one another. Oh, Okay. Um, so you're all back together in the same room. Ah, did you get did you get some gas? Yeah, they have the most gorgeous Rolls Royce, and they don't drive it ever, and no gas. But we have been suggested that we can call up the local sundry shop, and uh, the boy can send some over. Same one that that you insulted, Alfred. No, no, no. That was a gas station attendant. And to be clear, I didn't insult the man. I okay, showed him a right, set of geometric right. shapes and said, how many triangles do you see? All right, all right. Come that was also, green statue. That was that was also statue. back in Mount Pellier, quite a ways back. <laughs> Sheesh. So I assume they show, they show you the statue. By the way, you know, as you're showing me the statue, um, don't drink the water here. Uh, I, I, mm, mm, mm. What's wrong with it? Something amiss about this place. Really? What do you mean, Alfred? Like perfectly nice. So, you know, I'm like, and I explained to them the issue of where their, the, the mysterious figures, necrotic feet, and then walking back into the house and that same mysterious figure at the well and i think this is my unconscious mind warning me that 
there's something foul in this place. I mean, could it just be a costume party they're throwing? Maybe it's the daughter. Look, look at her portrait. Does that look like the daughter? Ah, uh, Alfred, do a do an intelligence roll with a bonus dice. All right. Does that just mean roll twice or a d4? Yeah, or what's just the roll twice. Yeah. Take the better roll. I don't need to. That's a twelve. That's extreme. Um. Eleanor, you say that to Alfred. Alfred turns and suddenly goes pale because no. it's, it's the wife. Alfred, what's what's wrong? You look like you've seen a ghost. You're you're almost dead sure that woman, not the daughter, the the wife. It was the, the wife. I saw. They said the wife's dead, though, right? Well, they didn't then, mention her. I didn't hear that. They didn't mention now. her. Perhaps they didn't mention her. But perhaps she's still around. I'm telling you, that was her. Well, perhaps she's still around, Alfred. Maybe this is a no, fun she, costume party or something. There was no. nothing fun about her visage. It was death and wrong. I think you need no, to sit no, down Alfred. for a while, dear. I mean, clearly your your mind is playing tricks on you. You must be road weary. I, I think you need to just sit for a moment and. Get your wits about you. Yes, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Uh, we're we're people of science here. That uh, ghosts, what? please. All right, fine. First, you want, you want you're waving at statues. Next, year. Uh, that, 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 that was that was just about. Uh, that was just a misunderstanding. All right. Down who who puts a, a statue in the window? It's quite bizarre. It's strange. That is that it's is strange. Very it is strange. strange. It is all right, strange. all right, fine. You want something well, concrete? You can see. Okay, there's a hatch near the side entrance to the kitchen, and I and there was a pile of ashes. And I asked Jeremiah about that, saying, "What's up with the hatch?" I thought maybe it was for a septic system or something. And he said, "No, that's where they cover the ashes that, that they burn." So excuse me, because so any refuse that they don't want to throw away, they burn. I was like, "That's what, quite common what? in the country, Alfred." what's with the hatch then he said they don't want it to get into the water table like what are you talking well, about would, well, it, would it make you feel better if someone else went out to look at it the well or the hatch just go wherever you were and we can we can see if you saw something too look harold you said you wanted to get some pictures for marjorie right yes yes of course why don't we take a walk around the grounds you bring your camera we get some photographs oh that sounds like a wonderful idea Get a little fresh, right. uh, fresh mountain air. Just wherever you guys are going, I'm going. I okay. don't want to be alone. Before that happens, um, you guys all become aware that somebody is coming down the hallway. Uh, it sounds like a couple people, and you can hear um, you can hear the butler's voice, and he's saying, "Well, oh, yes, sir, they're right in here. Uh, their car is apparently out of gas, and apparently we don't have any." Uh, oh, yes, sir. Yeah, well, show me where they are. Um, and coming around the corner is uh, the man you assume is Wayland. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, August. Uh, uh, you got it. It's Augustus uh, Wayland. Yeah, Augustus uh, Wayland. Uh, here's what he looks like. This, oh, I see. Um, well, um, I'm so sorry to hear about your breakdown, your your lack of gas. Um, 
Were you not able to find any? Oh, sadly, no. No. Uh, wonderful uh, vehicle you have. Shame, shame it uh, doesn't find uh, any more oh, use these days. The rules, but, uh, yes. It's a lovely car, but uh, I just don't get out much. Um, well, uh, you're welcome to stay uh, however long it takes um, for them to get some gasoline out here. It's getting rather late. Um, perhaps uh, uh, Jeremiah can show you the phone. Uh, you can call. We can call and and see if they can get some gasoline out here for you. That is most uh, most kind of you, sir. Thank you. Yes, thank you very much, Mr. Wayland. Would you mind if I asked what kind of party you're throwing here this evening? Ah, ah the party's in honor of my daughter. See, um, oh, wonderful. We are. Ah. Uh, may I ask, first of all, what your backgrounds are? You oh, look rather academic. We're all professors from the Miskatonic University. <sighs> well, then you might, you might understand what I'm going to say. Um, Miskatonic, uh, I actually myself went to Miskatonic. My daughter went there, oh. Uh, oh, although she also went great. to Europe. Uh, we are spiritualists, if you will, uh, occultists. Uh, they're not of the dark and scary kind that you read about in, in the pulp magazines. Um, there is an old... Uh, are any of you familiar with the works of Abramelin, the mage? You, if, you, if you've got any kind of literary, academic, occult role. Oh, can I roll for occult, actually? Sure. Yeah. Ooh. Nope. That is... Uh, oh, I, yeah, that's a hard success. I'm sorry, um, I've never heard of the gentleman. Uh, well, uh, Abramelin was uh, supposedly a very wise Egyptian who taught Abraham the um, how to summon uh, angels oh. and conversely demons, but angels. And uh, there's a tome, you see, I, I searched for it for quite a while. It's, it's not that hard to find, but it's hard to find a good quality. Uh, it's been translated a number of times. Uh, and there's a, a thing, uh, 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 what they call the Abramelin operation. Uh, it's a long and lengthy prayer cycle. Uh, it takes uh, 18 months to accomplish. Um, it involves fasting and daily prayer and um, a kind of spiritual routine, at the end of which um, you're supposed to be able to contact your guardian angel. Hmm. And your guardian angel appears, and it, gives, it answers your questions. It gives you knowledge that normal people normally wouldn't get. Um, I myself tried this and was unsuccessful, um, in part because one of my original copies, I've actually tried it twice, my original copy was uh, a bad copy, it, didn't, uh, it wasn't complete, uh, but uh, my daughter is going to begin her uh, Abramelin operation uh, tomorrow, and uh, she's going to begin, we've prepared the rooms upstairs, uh, as prescribed in Abramelin's book, 
and um, hopefully she'll be more successful. I personally wanted to know if God really exists. And I figured if I could speak with an angel directly, I could get that information. Uh, so that's what we're celebrating. We're celebrating that she's about to begin because she's not going to be able to have parties or contact or, or anything for 18 months. Wait, this. isn't the fact it didn't work in itself an answer? No. One can assume that perhaps I wasn't pure enough of heart. Perhaps my motivations were not as good as they should have been. Uh, the, the 18 and months the, is literally and a the pure tiniest mis- And the tiniest mistake during the, the 18 months can throw the whole thing off. That's quite an undertaking that your it's, daughter is about a, to It's an astronomical undertaking, but, yeah. but not one that's not unknown. Unfortunately, the French version, uh, which I believe was translated by Mazars, is completely uh, wrong. Uh, it leaves out some of the magic squares. It leaves out. Uh, um, it it leaves out part of it. It mistranslates. Uh, the original text that I had said six months, and after six months, and it was uh, only later when I got the German version that I realized that uh, there was a terrible mistake. Uh, there definitely seems to be lots of obstacles to being able to perform this ritual. Well, it certainly is a. Uh, uh, a difficult, um, time-consuming. I don't think that I'm up to it again. It's arduous. What is your uh, daughter's goal? You wanted to just converse with the angel as a proof of God. What What is uh, her intention? Well, personally, I think it's much more pure than mine. I think she wants, she wished that I had succeeded. So perhaps her altruistic intentions are for me to find out whether God exists. Uh, That is actually very sweet. So ever since her mother died, we've all, we've been very, uh, we've been very spiritual. That's her mother there, Evangelina. And I am just elbowing one of my colleagues like, (laughs) (laughs) Very sorry for your loss, Mr. Wayland. Well, um, please um, have Jeremiah show you the phone. I have some preparations to make. Um, of course. How many guests are you expecting, sir? Oh, that's hard to say. Uh, I invite friends. Um, it could be as many as 10 or 15. Quite the just party. depends on who shows up. Oh, Mr. Oh, Whelan, would you mind terribly? My friend, um, Dr. Ashton here, he's a bit of an amateur photographer. Would you mind terribly if we walked to the grounds a little bit and took some photographs? You have a beautiful Oh, oh no, please. Yes, please. Well, uh, search to your heart's content. Yes. Thank the only thing much. I'd ask, um, there's, there's a, um, a, I don't know how they would say it, a water closet um, on this floor, and there's one on the second floor in case you need it, but Please don't disturb any of the rooms upstairs. They're private, and of they've course. been, as I say, they've been not. prepared for my daughter. Um, but other than that, please feel free to explore. And um, if they can get you something to eat, if you're hungry, um, be our guest. Very kind of you. Thank you very much. Thank of you course. so much, sir. Thank you. And he turns around and walks out. Um, and Jeremiah is like, uh, "So, who wants to make the phone call?" 
Well, all my colleagues think that everyone I communicate with, I piss off. So someone else make the phone call. <laughs> Jeremiah, did he did he anger you? Uh, uh, you mean uh, Mr. Bennett? No, not at all. He's been a gentleman and a scholar. <laughs> well, it is my vehicle, so I can go ahead and make that call. All right. I'll show you where the phone is. It's just down the hall here. Thank you very much. Um, Dr. Eleanor, I would like you to do a spot hidden for me. Okay. That's a success. Regular. Okay. You're walking back through the foyer towards the phone, and you look over at the chandelier that Jeremiah was cleaning. It's a, it's a beautiful crystal chandelier. Um, it seems to be electric. It's uh, running off of, it's got little candles, but they're candle bulbs. Mm -hmm. They're not bright, but they're, they're that twinkling golden sort of, you know, light. And as you look up at it, you realize that the electrical cable attaching it to the ceiling is broken. Hmm. Strange. Uh, the phone's idea. right over here. Oh, thank you very much. Yes. Do you know much about that chandelier? Oh, that chandelier is very hanging beautiful. There. It's, uh, it's an old thing that's uh, Romanian crystal, the, uh, uh, the best kind, uh, very expensive. But ah, what, a, what a thing it is to dust. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it is. Um, the phone's here. Uh, let's see if I have the number. And he has oh, a little, little black book there, and he flips it open. He says, ah, yes, uh, let's call. Um, and he calls, and uh, he says, ah, yes, uh, Mr. Ralph, um, this is uh, Jeremiah Linwood up at the Wayland Estate. Um, we have a small request for you. Um, uh, this is Miss uh, Dr. Eleanor Benson. Uh, please, uh, their cars have broken down. Here you go. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, yes, uh, Dr. Benson, what can I do for you? I, I believe my car's run out of gas, um, but it's also possible that maybe there is some mechanical troubles. If you could send someone along with some gas, but also someone who might have a knowledge on how to fix a vehicle, um, I would greatly appreciate it. Well, since you're talking to uh, Mr. Lindwood there, I assume you're at the Wayland place. Yes, yes, we are. Well, I'll tell you what, um, at the moment, we're kind of, uh, we don't have anyone who can come directly there uh, at the moment. But um, I think, you know, we're going to close about 4.30 this afternoon. Okay. Uh, and it'll take me, oh, maybe an hour to drive over there. Uh, I'll see what I can do. I'll bring some gasoline. I'll bring uh, some, uh, you know, mechanic stuff. And uh, we'll see if we can get you up and running. Thank you so much. It's very appreciated. Uh, you're welcome. And, and he, uh, he takes the phone back to him and he says, thank you, Ralph. Uh, goodbye. Hangs up the phone. Well, um, that sounds like you're going to be here for a few hours. Um, 
I'm sure that it would be fine with Mr. Wayland if he joined our party. I was just about to ask if, if uh, we would be in the way. I, I'd hate to disrupt the party or anything. Well, the, um, the dining room table seats 24, so oh, I think we'll be fine. Well, if it's all right with Mr. Wayland, we'd be very grateful. Of course. Um, I'll go tell him. Uh, please uh, join your friends. So it looks like some of them are beginning to wander. Enjoy yourselves. Mm -hmm. All right. And you guys see Eleanor come back over. Do any of you have much knowledge of electrical work? One second. Oh, why? I'm telling you that chandelier that we saw the butler dusting, it, I think the electrical lines broke into it, but it's lit up quite beautifully. But what? perhaps I'm just, I'm, I'm very simple in terms of mechanical things. So maybe it's just my lack of knowledge. Well, are you sure it's not, a, it's not one of the support lines, is it? Uh, Alfred, I, I'm not sure. That's why I asked. I, it truly could be that I'm just ignorant. It's just struck me as strange. I'm just going to go look at it, and I do have a very low roll in electrical. Can I, can I roll? Well, since you're looking at it specifically for that, yeah, you look up at it, and you know there's a place where there's kind of a chain that chains it to the ceiling. There's a big sure. uh, medallion in the ceiling with plaster yep. and so forth. Um, but you you can definitely see two wires uh, that snake up the chain and go into the the ceiling, but they look like they've been snapped at some point, and yet the lights are on. It unless there's some other hidden. Well, he was dusting when we first came in. Is the ladder still there? Uh, no, he's removed the ladder. He bottled the ladder away. All right. Oh, uh, you want to try turning off the switch, Alfred, and see if that uh, turns off the lights? Well, it's not our place. Should we go around touching things? Well, you turn it off, you turn it back on. Nothing, nothing gained, nothing lost. It looks like the wire is broken, but uh, I think that's the switch right there. I'm assuming it's nearby. Mm -hmm. um, so you're going to try that? I was. Uh, I was suggesting that Dr. Ash should try that. Oh, click, click. Right. Uh, Dr. Ashton, do a luck roll. Uh-oh. Okay, what's my, what's my luck? Okay. Oops. That is a fail. All right. Uh, you flip the switch off and on, and nothing happens. The light continues. It doesn't turn um, off. This Obviously, isn't the right switch, but I'm not sure which other one it might be. But uh, oh, I hmm. didn't mean to launch a full investigation of a man's light. I just thought it was interesting. I think the um, wire is in question. So just bear in mind where the nearest exit is, because mm -hmm. this old house looks like it could use actually a little bit more repair than it seems. So electrical oh. conflagration would be bad. Oh, I didn't mean to, to say to all of you, you, we've been invited to the party as it looks like the repairman won't be out until past that time. Anyway, oh. so the butler said it oh. shouldn't be an issue. Oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, well. well. I wish they were coming we, sooner. Do we want to go and investigate uh, uh, Alfred's claims of uh, ghosts out in the yard now? I could use some fresh air. Yeah, let's do that. Don't leave. At least I could use a little walk. Okay. Right, so are you going to walk outside? Are you going to explore the rest of the house? Or? Well, we probably want to explore outside before it gets dark. 
Okay. All right. So you step outside the front of the porch and you look out onto the property and it looks like I say before, it's rather nice. Um, which, which direction do you want to go first? Let's check out the well, I think. So that's where the, well, cre well, the creature was at. Okay. Ooh, what about the mausoleum? That's surely where the ghosts hang out, yes? Oh, no, that's or zombies his... would be at mausoleums. Oh. And his mystery of hatch, course. where I guess they put the ashes of the dead bodies. Well, if you're heading towards the well, you're going to walk right past the hatch. I was about to say. Okay. And also wondering if I'll ever play an ITD game where I'm not the <laughs> guy that gets picked on. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, you walk out and you get towards the back of the house. Uh, you're, you're really kind of outside the kitchen at this point. Um, and that's where this hatch is in the ground. It's made of metal. Uh, it doesn't have a lock or anything on it. But there is a, uh, a thing that, that fits together so that you theoretically could put a lock on it. Um, but there's no okay. lock on it. And next to it in the ground is, like I say, a burn pile. It's maybe five feet across. And there's, there's you know, bits and pieces of detritus that you see in there that's you know, been burned. And Can I just nudge the detritus with my foot and, like, is there a bone in there? A human um, bone? Yeah, there's no human bone in there. Uh, oh, okay. You don't you don't see anything more than what you'd expect to see. Mostly packaging from things that would have come from the store. Uh, All right, bags. Well, things like that. let's end the mystery and just uh, open up the hatch and see what's underneath. I step away. I'll crowd in because I'm curious. I, I admit, Alfred, it is kind of odd that this hatch is here in the ground. All right. I bravely step back. Bravely step back. Um, yeah. Right into the pit. There the <laughs> with spikes in it. All right. Um, who's going to open the thing? Is it uh, Dr. Uh, Ashton? Yeah, right. I'll go ahead and open it. Uh, Dr. Ashton, you grab a hold of the little metal ring that's on it, and you flip it open. Like I said, it's only about two feet across. Um, Anyone who's standing right nearby is sort of suddenly in the midst of a cloud of ash as it sort of sucks the ash into the air. Um, you can see that there are it's old and fine ash that's in there. Um, you also are hit with this smell of um, the only thing that comes to your mind is like, church incense um it's got that sort of uh church smell it's kind of floral it's kind of sweet uh it definitely makes you think about rituals hmm. interesting um, cinnamon and cassia and oh, spice my. spices like that that are um, oh, my goodness, Alfred, such such hideous things down here. And it's not very deep. It looks like it's maybe it's maybe a foot deep, but it's it's pretty close to full. Is there a stick or something nearby? I could just kind of stick down there and uh, rummage around a little bit. Do a luck roll. See if you can find something in the in the hedges or something. Roll for uh, stick. That is a success. We, we have, have stick. stick. You do find a stick. 
Okay. Just kind of rooting around, seeing if there's uh, anything in there. Are there any bones down here? No, no bones. Does a hand reach up and be like, ah! No, nothing. Like no, all right, all right. All it's right. It's odd, Alfred, but there's, it's just, it's a pit that someone throws their ashes in. I imagine it would be good for, uh, uh, if you need some lime or something like that to, uh, to create for whatever, but. Uh, it would make a good soap. I, I was thinking that. Well, enough of that. You'll make a mess of yourselves if you. Uh, then there was that well. Professor Mankey and Professor Benson do spot the controls. Now they're going to see feet or something. Regular success. Um, I'll spend some luck to make it a regular success. Okay. Um, as you are, as they're getting covered in ashes and uh, uh, you're all sort of smelling that, you guys look across the property towards that mausoleum. And for just a moment, you think you see somebody over there. Um, at glance, it was a woman dressed in, in a white raggedy thing, with long black hair, but she immediately runs kind of behind the mausoleum. And you're not sure you saw it, but you're pretty sure you saw it. You can use the sanity bones. Either you saw it or Alfred's little ghost story is starting to pass. All right. Did you pass also? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so oh, I noticed that they, they were a little like oh. they they jump, but uh yeah, you're not you, you don't suffer right. any. I think we oh, I no, think I you saw your that? ghost, Alfred. That was so strange. Actually, saw something. For sure, something. Yes, Where? long black hair, tattered gown. Over by the mausoleum over there. I would like to go check that out. You all can have fun with the ash pit. That's what you desire. Yay, let's well, I'm all go, go to the Eleanor. mausoleum. Oh, Alfred, go go check. You said you wanted to go check out the well. Go check out the well. We'll go check out the mausoleum. We'll let you know if you see, we see anything. Kind of have oh. to go. You could go by the well to the mausoleum. <laughs> Wherever you're going, uh, I'll, I'll bravely tag along. Behind you. Okay. I'm already. I'm. I'm heading in that direction. I'm following her. Like and I am too. All right. Um, start heading towards the well. Well. Um, this is an old style well. It's made of large rocks, large boulders. Um, they've. They were probably originally cemented together, but a lot of the cement has crumbled away and. Um, it looks definitely like a structure you wouldn't want to go up and lean on because uh, you might actually, it might crumble. Um, uh, as you get closer to it, you realize that the bucket is not hanging. The bucket, th there's a rope going down inside and there's a crank to crank it up. But the bucket is not hanging. The bucket must be at the bottom of the well. Um, so what do you do as you approach? Uh huh. So she she was right there, and you know I'm pointing where where I saw her, and it's ghastly. I don't see anyone what? here now. Just yes, a well. I know. I, I know. Hmm. I'll take a penny out of my pocket and toss it down into the well. All right. Are you going to? 
get close to the well or you just went to do it from a distance? Probably about three feet or so. So, I mean, not right up on top of it because it does look a little shady in terms of construction, but close enough where I would be easily not miss when I throw a coin in. All right. So you toss it. You hear the coin hit against a rock. You hear it hit against another rock. You hear a little splash. And then you hear a bigger splash. Hmm. And a rippling in the water down below. You hear it. You're not close enough to look down. Maybe. Well, it sounds like you disturbed something. Yeah, maybe there was gas or, or an animal. Maybe there's an animal down there. I'll look. Gonna step forward and, and look without touching the well. Okay. So Edwin and Professor Mink step forward and look down the well. Uh, both of you do power rolls. That's a fail. A regular success. Okay. Uh, Professor Mank, you look down and you can see that maybe 30 feet down, you can see the surface of the water uh, is black. You can see the rope going all the way down into it. There's not a great deal of light down there, but you can definitely see the reflection of the sky in the, in the water. Uh, Edwin, you lean forward and look down. And as you lean over to look down, there is someone about halfway up the well. Um, it is a woman. Uh, as I say, she has scraggly black hair and blue-black skin. And from this close, when you look at her, you can see that all of her teeth seem to be filed into sharp points. Oh. Uh, and she is growling as she looks up into your face. Uh, you can do a sanity roll. Crazy. Uh, 22, that's a, that's a success. All right. I'd still like you to do 1d4. Yeah, that seems reasonable. And she is climbing up the well. Okay, so I take, uh, I take f four. Okay. And um, Edwin, uh, his eyes get huge. Uh, I scream. I turn around and I just start running back towards the house saying, there's someone in there. There's someone in the well. There's something in the well. Good God. There's nothing there. I didn't see anything. Only the good can see. Um, Edwin, as you are running towards the house, uh, Mr. Wayland uh, steps out uh, and looks around, and you, he sees where you're all standing, and he starts walking in your direction. Good God, man, are you all right? Is there something No, wrong? sir, there's, uh, there is something in the well. What it, what, what's in the well? Something in the well? Not one of you hasn't fallen in, have you? No, uh, someone has. There's, there is, there's a girl, black hair, teeth are all, they're all wrong. Her skin is, is all wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you must be mistaken. Let's go have a look. Perhaps you saw your own reflection. It was not my own reflection, sir. Come this way. All right. So he starts coming back with you. Um, nothing comes out of the well. Erica, you never see anything. Um, do any of the rest of you look forward at the wall? I'll have a look. Yeah. I'm, just I'm actually just like, I'm looking around the entire time, be like, 
She's gonna come out of somewhere. There's nothing uh, down there. I don't understand be, what be careful. Be, be careful. Um Eleanor, as you look into the well, you see the bottom, you see the water. Water is definitely rippling, like it's been disturbed, but you don't see anything. Um, and likewise, Ashton, if you look, you don't see anything. As um, uh, Edwin and uh, Mr. Wayland come walking up, uh, uh, what seems to be the problem? Uh, Mr. Edwin said there, there was something in the well. There's nothing there, Edwin. Have a look. I'm no, no thank you. I, I and, and I'll turn turn to Alfred and uh, I want to know exactly what what you you saw. And I I, I redescribe you know where it's a it looked like a corpse that maybe a waterlogged corpse of some I kind. I have seen what Alfred was describing before. I swear. Sure. I didn't believe him at first. Sure. There's You're something some in the sort well. of ghost story. That's. That's that's well in the spirit of any kind of party we might have. Uh, let me take a look. And he leans over and he looks down and he says, well, I don't see anything at all. Uh, are you sure? Are you sure it wasn't your reflection? He says, why, there's, there's absolutely nothing down there. And as he leans over to look, you all suddenly see this blue-black hand, claw-like, long fingernails, reach up and grab him by the throat. You see blood splatter. You see it yank forward. He falls forward. His legs flip up into the air. You see him fall down into the well. You hear a splash of water, a scream and a splash of water. And coming up behind you what? is Mr. Wayland. And he says, is there something wrong out here? You seem to be quite disturbed by something. What? What, what? Um, uh, what just happened? Need to you make can all do sanity rolls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, success. Ooh. That's barely a success, but it's a success. Hey. Not, I failed. Success. I think if you succeeded, you can all do 1d4. If you failed, 1d6. Comes a 1d6. Two. Two. Four. Four, five. Okay. If you got, if you got five or more, do a, uh, an intelligence roll. All right. And I pass the intelligence roll. You passed your intelligence roll. Um, uh, some of you have been startled. Some of you have screamed. Edwin... Uh, goes completely pale, rolls his eyes up in his head, and faints. Oh, and drops God. to the ground. I, I move to. Oh uh, dear! Is he all right? Oh, yeah. we need we need to get him lied down somewhere. Uh, uh, get him back well, to the house. I think. Get him back in the house. Yes. And I, I think maybe we've had we've all had a long journey. This is. Oh, I could use a sit down or something. Definitely has been. <clears throat> and, more than just road weariness. Let's we've, get back inside. Now, as you guys are moving back towards the house, you do notice that the weather seems to have gotten a little worse. Uh, the cloud, the sky has clouded over, um, and you think you see a couple little flurries of snow oh. drifting down. Uh, not much, but just a little bit. 
Um, you get back to the house. Uh, you go inside. Um, yeah, you, you carry Edwin uh, into the. Uh, we'll say that you he, carry, he takes you into the library. Um, there's a large uh, divan, you know, for sort of laying down and relaxing. You lay him on the divan, um, uh, and he's like, "Jeremiah, bring some water." So uh, they're going to bring some water. I, what do you guys want to do? Uh, I, 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 I uh, intercede and say, um, give smelling salts. Uh, you know, uh, uh, water might actually uh, excite him even further because this all happened at the well. Uh, smelling salts. Um, I'm not exactly sure. We'll ask Jeremiah. Okay. And then uh, I, uh, you know, intimate to Mr. Whaley, you know, I like to talk with him in private. And uh, these um, upcoming rituals, they maybe uh, reach out into the ethereal and make certain things present? Well, there's a, uh, there's a book um, on Abramelin in the library there, if you'd like to read up a little on it. I guess, yes. And I do not at all mean to be insensitive, a stranger into, you've been such a gracious host. Um, the visage that both myself and Edwin saw, was that of your dearly uh, departed wife, sir? How, how sure what, what are you talking about? I explain how we we have seen an entity resembling her. You've seen, well, my wife's been dead for quite a few years. Uh, I had to raise Veronica myself. Um, that is sad. Um, may I ask an impertinent question? Um, what was uh, the means of your wife's passing? <laughs> Actually, she, she died during childbirth. Child, my serious condolences. Yes, so she's um, uh, twenty years dead now. Hmm. Um, uh, let me have them bring you something. At least, perhaps some soup would help. Uh, you guys maybe haven't uh, haven't eaten anything in a while. Perhaps something simpler: uh, crackers, saltines. We'll we'll see what uh, what. Uh, Rosemary has. Oh, uh, Mr. Wayland, Mr. Yes, Wayland, uh, if it if it wouldn't be too much trouble, you had made mentioned earlier that uh, you had several different versions of uh, the uh, Abermelon operation uh, ritual. Yes. I, I was just wondering if I might be able. I'm an anthropologist by training myself, and I do find it fascinating. But might I be able to look and compare the the different uh, rituals that uh, that have been practiced recently? Well. The, uh, the German one is upstairs uh, in my uh, daughter's oratory, um, and that needs to be there for her ritual. Uh, the Marsden one is there on the shelf. Um, you can, uh, it's that red book there. Right. And that is the one that, that you yourself uh, performed, is it not? Yeah, that's the, the, the bad one. You see, there was a, a it, it, it's, it's just, no, it's not, a, I, the, it's the only thing I could think of was the reason why it didn't work was, 
that it was wrong. And it was brought to my attention that it was in fact right. I had to I had to do quite a bit of searching for it, but eventually yeah. it, uh, it came into my possession. Um, yes. Uh, but uh, 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 help yourselves, please. Uh, oh, thank you, thank you. Um, so uh, Edwin's going to recover in a few moments. Um, he's breathing fine. He's not shaking, but he's he's happily in La La Land at the moment. And Mr. Wayland's walked away by now. M Mr. Wayland just walked, you know, to see where Jeremiah and uh, and Rosemary are. And, and then I and then I say to, to everyone, do you see now there is something foul of this place? I don't Yeah, I, don't I will. Yeah, it's but I do know in, in some of the uh, some of the primitive cultures, some of the rituals that they do that when things go wrong, they can go very wrong very badly with those rituals. So, you know, Mr. Whalen says that his ritual didn't work. I just wonder if it worked in a way that he didn't expect what do you say that it did something well he said that the ritual is supposed to summon angels or but he also said it could summon demons maybe that's how it went wrong possibly that's why i think maybe taking a look at that that ritual that he was speaking of might uh, enlighten us with something you don't suppose that that apparition we saw was a demon do you well it could be in terms of uh, part of the ritual may have in uh, released some sort of gaseous uh, effects that might then be affecting us now that we've entered into the realm i mean there's all sorts of possibilities i mean of course we don't we don't believe in spirits but there could be some other explanation but maybe there's something in the ritual of some ingredient that they might have used that might have uh, hallucinogenic wait, wait, uh, uh, you, uh, no doctor no Hallucinogens cannot, hallucinations cannot be shared. We all have our own mind and our own perceptions. And we all well, see I didn't the same see what thing. Edwin saw initially. Neither did uh, Erica. We so did the, all inhale that ash. I did not. I stepped back. So uh, the, room uh, that in, the room that you're in is a library. It's uh, floor to ceiling books. Mm. Um, there's a, a big fireplace burning uh, there's uh, uh, there's a number of uh, tables a coffee table with some stuff on it uh, and in one corner of the room next to the window there is a large uh, lectern uh, looks uh, very fancy uh, like maybe it was carved out of brass or something um, uh, and on it is looks like a big fat Bible, big, big, gigantic tome of a Bible. Well, Harold, I'm, you said you wanted to investigate that ritual. Do you need help translating it? I believe you said it was in French. Uh, let's see. Well, if it's not in Egyptian or Sumerian, I might need a little <laughs> bit of help. Well, come, I'll help you. We'll, we'll look at it together. Tom, I'm going to look around for uh, one or two things either. Uh, and uh, Basically, like an obituary to his wife, if there was if that was ever saved in a newspaper clipping, that or a, a journal, like a diary okay. of his. Um, so you're going to look for that. Do a spot hidden. Spotting the hidden. Yes, that is in fact a. It's either hard or extreme. Do, 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 do. That is a hard. 
okay. You look all around, you don't find anything like that. <laughs> you get it. All right. I found um, it. Nothing. Uh, Eleanor and Harold, you sit down on the couch uh, with uh, the book that you find. Now, apparently, I uh, I completely missed. I, I said red. It's black. Um, uh, and I think this is actually in German, but uh, we'll say it's in French. Okay. Uh, this is what you get out of that text. The Book of Abramelin is a 15th century grimoire written by Abraham of Worms, born circa 1392, died circa 1458, a Jew from Worms, Germany. The focus of the book is a long and complex ritual known as the Abramelin Operation, named after Abramelin the mage who taught it to Abraham. It allows magicians to contact their holy guardian angel. There are numerous benefits from knowledge and conversation with one's holy guardian angel. Initially, this allows the magician to summon and bind a myriad of demons so they can no longer have a negative influence upon the magician's life. Following this, the magician has the ability to use a number of magic squares in the book, giving them access to a wide range of powers, such as premonition, transmogrification, flight, invisibility, conjuration, etc. The text advises these powers are only to be used when there is a true need for them. The book of the sacred magic of Abramelin the mage is divided into three books. Book one is a letter from Abraham to his son Lamech, explaining that the knowledge imparted in this collection will be his inheritance. Abraham then outlines the quest he undertook to obtain the veritable and sacred magic that has been passed down through the ages and ultimately to him by Abramelin the mage. Book two contains the very detailed and complex instructions on how to perform the Abramelin operation. This involves months of prayer and studying of religious texts in a precisely constructed environment before the magician's holy guardian angel will appear. After this, the magician summons and binds the demons of hell. Book three contains a large number of magic squares and explains the powers that each one grants. They can only be used once the magician has immuned with their holy guardian angel. Should be communed. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I was like, oh, what's that word? Its systematic and scientific-like approach to magic made the book popular with occultists of the period, but it also developed a reputation as being dangerous because it detailed how to bind demons. Some believed that dark forces desire this knowledge to be suppressed, and it therefore put others of the book in owners of the book in danger. And that's what the cover looks like. Now, I, I've got it written. Just, it's just the, sake, the Book of Sacred Magic by Abramelin in mm -hmm. German. But the, what's written on there, the magic square is definitely in Latin. I speak Latin. Could I attempt and, to translate that? Yeah, and it is a four-way palindrome. It is spelled the same, forward, backwards, up, and down. Oh, yeah. Same. Uh, that's a hard success. Okay. Um, you realize almost immediately it's difficult to translate because of the way that it's, it's sort of uh, grammar is. But sator arepo, tenet opera rotas, the closest thing you could say is the farmer or the planter of the seeds 
plows his fields with difficulty. What? Fascinating. Yeah, it doesn't seem. Um, they needed a whole book to tell you that farming is hard. There is oh, also think... there is also a, a, a copper plate inside. Oh, not copper plate. A, um, uh, an engraving. An engraving, uh, and it uh, looks like this. Huh. Fascinating. I don't think that's a farmer. That's you the know, sun and the moon. Harold, you mentioned something about perhaps the ritual gone awry, and I do see here that there are discussions of binding demons. Perhaps that was where he was unsuccessful. Well, as you were reading through, one of the things that kind of uh, caught my uh, caught my attention was uh, it made mention that once you communed with your guardian angel, then you bind the devils, the demons. Oh. If he didn't do that. Maybe exactly. that means the demons are running free. Exactly. Yes, you and I are on the same wavelength here. Edwin hmm. starts to wake up. Mm. Are you feeling oh, better, what, Edwin? Where am I? Oh, thank God. You, you, we've left this place. You've, we're, we're back at the university library. Wait a minute. This isn't the university library. Sadly, no, my friend. It is not. We're not, we're not still. Still at yes. Wayland. Yes. Gosh. Indeed. What's happened since I've been out? Well, I prevented them from giving you water. I don't think we should ingest any water from this place. But I'm, Even I, tea, I'm though, dying of thirst. Boiling it, boiling tea should, boiling water for tea should take care of anything you're worried about. Uh, maybe, I don't know. And there's a theory that a incorrectly done magic ritual has let loose one or more demons or malicious entities. This, whatever's in the well is certainly one of those. <laughs> um, the Abermelon can be quite dangerous. Curious that it attacked uh, Mr. Wayland. No, no, that actually makes sense. Because if you're trying to do a ritual, so you can commune with your guardian angel and the ritual goes awry and you were about to bind all these demons so they couldn't hurt you. Of course they're going to attack you. Um, Erica suddenly walks across the room uh, towards the window, towards the big book on the lectern. And uh, you realize she's not looking at the book. She's looking at the lectern itself. and. Uh, uh, Erica, what you notice is there is a glyph carved into it. Oh. What is it you see, Erica? You're looking at something. What is it? It appears to be another one of those, those magic square sigils. Oh. Well, let's all have a look at it. Maybe that's something else we can look at. It's a fun puzzle, if nothing else. Indeed, indeed. Stop pressuring us, Tom. <laughs> no rush. You don't know which of the three letters, though, it's picking. That's the thing, right? You have to deduce that. 
Uh-huh. Making me guess. So it's seven nine nine mm-hmm. one. It's six, it's P or G, obviously. And then uh-huh. nine. It could be I and then R or R and then I just kind of depends. Um notice that there are two nines. Prison? Is it prison? Prison. Hmm, Dr. Benson is on a roll this evening. <laughs> Just about the I time. I think it was Erica s- that actually got the first one. Just about the um, time you solve that, um, there is a. You can hear down the hall. There is a knock at the door. Bang, bang, bang. Um, and Jeremiah comes walking past the library, and he heads for the door. Uh, you hear him walk up and open the door, and he says, "Ah, oh, good evening, sir." And he's like, "Jeremiah, it's so nice to see you again. It's been what three months?" And he says, "Yes, sir." says, uh, please uh, come inside. We have uh, some unexpected guests. Uh, they've run out of gasoline and they need to, uh, their, their, their boy is bringing some from the, uh, the shop in town. He says, oh, really? Um, wh- where are they? He says, I believe they're in the library, sir. He says, all right, I'll go and I'll make myself at home. Uh, have Rosemary bring me some uh, coffee. And coming around the corner is uh, a young man, looks like he's maybe in his mid-twenties. He steps into the room. Uh, He looks like this, and he says, well, hello, uh, Lester Goodman. And he puts out, extends his hand to whoever is closest. Uh, He says, Lester Goodman, uh, uh, I am a a rare books dealer from uh, Salem, Massachusetts. And uh, huh. you are? Uh, Dr. Uh, Bennett of uh, Miskatonic. Oh, there are ladies here. Um, hello. <laughs> Dr. Benson, um, also of Miskatonic. You're all from Miskatonic. How lovely. What a wonderful place. I've been there many times. Tell me, how do you, how do you know Mr. Wayland? Uh, oh, we go way back. Uh, I met Mr. Wayland years ago. Uh, uh, he was uh, looking for a number of obscure books. Um, it was I that uh, found his Abramelin operation. Uh, he had which the, one? Well, he had the awful French version, and mm. uh, he really wanted the German version. It was quite a bit to find, but I eventually found it. Sold him another other things that I had along the way. He needed uh, certain items uh, to, to go with the operation. I was able to procure some of them for him. Well, what, you're all professors. What sort of items? Economics. Oh, a lamp and uh, 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 kind of a magic wand that he needed. It's really just a, a piece of yew wood uh, about uh, two feet long, pointed at one end. Uh, it's all part of the, the thing that he needed. Um, and uh, do you yourself uh, try any of these uh, rituals? He looks around. He's perfectly honest. I don't believe in any of that stuff. But uh, I am uh, I am in it for making the money, you know? Ah, it's nice to have friends with deep pockets. But I deeply respect those who do value that sort of spiritual climb. Spirit. Well, he sits. He sits down on one of the the chairs and sort of kicks back and he relaxes and he says, 
Would anybody like a cigar? No, no sir. No, no, none for the ladies. Oh, oh no, I've served. Thank you for cigar. offering, but no. So he he offers, and then lights one up, and and sits there, and he says, "Well, it's uh, uh it's supposed to be some big to do tonight uh, with Veronica, isn't it?" That's the plan. What do you know about this party? We uh, we're just here because we have car trouble. Um, I don't know if you passed our car out on the road. We ran out of gas, so we're not actually supposed to be guests here. We're just waiting until a mechanic can come and look at our car. What kind of a party is this? Uh, what do you know about it? All I know, we we get together maybe every three months or so, and uh, it's usually just a chit chat. We have dinner. We uh, uh, Rosemary is a, a fab, fantastic cook, um, uh-huh. and uh, we just chit chat. Not really business, but uh, we've all gotten rather close. Uh, Veronica and, and Wayland and, and August are uh, uh, spiritualists. You know, they're they're into that sort of thing. When uh, when Wayland's when uh, when August's wife passed away. Uh, which was well before I knew him. Um, he had a long, difficult time raising Veronica by himself, and uh, you know, as you can imagine, uh, he hired people to take care of her, and they really didn't grow that close. But this um, this spiritual stuff they're into has kind of brought them back together again. Um, she went off to college, and she's back now, and I think she's back mostly because of. Uh, uh, his failure to um, complete the uh, the ritual. He did it twice, once incorrectly, once correctly. He did it twice. Well, he started by doing that French version over there. Which apparently is no good. It's, there's, there's whole whole passages that are missing. And if it's so important that you follow the ritual to the letter, that makes it rather difficult, doesn't it? One doesn't know whether Marsden actually left out pieces on purpose. How would he do that? Religion. Okay, who knows? Okay. Did I hear you say that he had attempted it twice? He told us it was only once. Yeah, he said he only did it once. No, no, no. He tried it once, uh, and he he did it for six months, um, and nothing happened. And... He did some research and discovered that he had a bad copy, this French copy. So he put out a kind of an advertisement amongst the rare book dealers. That's where I found, uh, I first met him. And um, I told him I would see what I could do. And uh, I researched around. Of course, I was, I'm from Salem. So I sometimes have access to things that are a little more difficult to find, Miskatonic also, and uh, Arkham. Um, and eventually I found it. Uh, and I found a number of things associated with it, and I contacted him. He came out here and brought him what he needed. He was very pleased, very pleased. But that's really all my involvement in it. And then he tried again with the better copy. He tried it again, yes. So we're talking about two, two you, years, two and a half years. Surely he would have told you whether or not he succeeded with this better copy. I'm just a salesman. Uh, a salesman and a friend. Well, yes. Um, I don't know. He uh, never really 
we don't really talk business when we're here, you know? This is the most I've talked about it in years now. Hmm. As, there is a knock, as you guys are standing there, there's a knock at the front door. Okay. And once again, you see Jeremiah go by. And, uh, and uh, uh, Lester says, oh, I wonder who that could be. And you hear the door open and you hear, oh, so you've arrived. Uh, Mr. Wayland will be quite pleased that you're here. And you can hear a voice that says, um, oh, hello, Jeremiah. It's so nice to see you again. Um, how, how are things? And he says, well, we've got some unexpected guests. Uh, they uh, ran out of gas. And so we're going to have a few more for, uh, for the dinner party tonight. Oh, well, that's nice. Where are they? They're in the library. And he says, cool. And he says, uh, uh, I'll go and see them. Uh, would you have Rosemary uh, bring me a cup of coffee? Uh, I'm uh, coming out here was difficult. He says, all right. And coming around the corner is a man who looks identical to Lester Goodman. And oh, as he walks in the door and sees you, he goes, ah, uh, Lester Goodman, a rare books dealer from Salem. Uh, and how are you? Confused. And there's no Lester Goodman sitting where the other. No, there is. Was. And in fact, this Lester Goodman sees that when he goes, my God, Lester, I haven't seen you for so long. And he's like, Lester, it's so good. And they stand up and they embrace. And uh, you two God, twins Lester? or something. And, and he looks at you and he says, twins? What do you mean? Don't they look the same? Identical. There's, there's. In the fact, two of you the, look identical. The, the rumple in his collar is exactly the same as the rumple in the other guy's collar. And he says, "Well, do tell me how you've been, how you've been doing." And they begin this conversation with one another. What is going on? I'm. I you, just slowly back away. I'm just. Come on, come on. I'm going to uh, sort of rush out, rush out of the room, and and run into the kitchen and turn on the water and start splashing my face. I'm convinced that I'm streaming or I'm still passed out. You're going to head into the kitchen? Yes. All right. So you go into the kitchen. Uh, it's down the hall and it's at the end. And as you come into the kitchen, Rosemary is there and she's got a big um, spoon and she's stirring a big old kettle of soup that's on the stove. You can see it's bubbling away. There are vegetables that are being that have, are in the process of being chopped. There are things on the table that she's uh, preparing. She says, "Oh yes, sir. Uh, what can I get for you?" And you go over to the, the sink. Um, yes, I'm. Uh, I've seen too many weird things. I sort. I totally ignore her and just start splashing my face with water. All right. Do a uh, a power roll. Okay. Let's see. I I failed that one. Seventy nine. Okay. You're you're splashing the, the water on your face, and you suddenly get this this smell, this overwhelming sort of like stagnant water smell. Um, but it goes away. Uh, you don't seem dirty. Uh, 
but there's that moment when it sort of washes over you and then it's gone. Um, you look around in the room, there is another door leading to the servants' quarters. Um, and probably there's a storeroom, a pantry, and then the servants' quarters. Uh, there's a door leading outside. And uh, there's a couple of big, large tables where they do the chopping and cooking and stuff like that. Well, sir, if there's anything I can get you, there is a, um, a water closet down the hall with towels. Uh, great. Uh, Rosemary. Yes, sir. Do you... Are there strange things happening here? Strange things, sir? Like what? Nothing, nothing strange ever happens here. Nah, n never mind. And I'll go to the uh, the water closet and get a towel. Okay. Um. So you step into the water closet, and it's a it's a nice uh nice bathroom. Uh, it's actually kind of in the uh, Art Deco style. It's tile, and it's uh, very elegant looking. And you go over, and there's towels. They're monogrammed with a W on them. Uh, and you're in there. Meanwhile, the rest of you, what are you guys doing? I am, uh, you know, discreetly, you know, indicating to my colleagues, like, step over away from the non-twin twins of Lester and Lester. There's something very wrong going on here. We need to leave. Well, look, 15 miles, it's not that long. All right, we'll just, we'll just walk. About the time you say that, you hear the door knock again. Oh, look, another Lester. Uh, Jeremiah goes by, and very similar uh, exchange occurs. Oh, sir, so glad to see you again. Looks like the weather's turning very bad out there. He says, yes, it's snowing like a, like a, a, like raining cats and dogs, but snow. And he says, uh, we have guests and uh, they seem to have trouble with their car. Oh, well, where are they? Uh, library. And around I'll have a the coffee. corner comes Lester, number three. And once again, he responds to the other Lester, says, oh my God, I haven't seen you in so long. How, how lovely is this? And he shakes her hands, and he is also Lester, the rare book stealer from Salem, Massachusetts. I want to stop and Jeremiah. <laughs> at this point, let's take a five-minute break, because we are at two hours. Sounds good. I'll be right back. So over the course of the next two minutes, uh, two more uh, Lesters show up. Now you've got a whole room full of Lesters as well. How as many? Uh, at this point, you've got five of them. And then. Excuse me, Lester. Which one oh, looks over? And then Edwin <laughs> comes out of the bathroom, having splashed his face, dried himself off. He's shaking just a little bit, leaves the towel, walks down the hall, turns the corner into the library, looks up, and sees five Lesters. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, you were going to say something to Lester. I was just really curious which one looks over. I'll look over. 
No, not you. The other. How do you two tell each other apart? How do you guys tell each other apart? We don't look anything like one another. What do you mean? We're completely. You got something. You got something right here on your face. They all go like this. Uh huh. No, I'm sorry. The other side. Oh, you're playing games with us. I would never. Now, Lester was saying earlier that he was the one that uh, procured the uh, the Abermelon operation uh, for uh, for Mr. Whalen. Um, any of the rest of you have any uh, dealings with these books? Yes. Which one said that? All of them. What is How the do you account for the fact that you're all named Lester? You all have the same name. What do you mean? How many people are name? in this room? Um, 10. Uh-huh. And how many of those people's first name starts with L? Well, mine starts with Lester. Mine starts with an L. 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 But you're not at all, you don't know each other. In, you know. Alfred, I don't think. Oh, of course we know each other. We've known this. each other our whole lives. Yes, I think. Uh, <clears throat> I don't think we're going to logic it out of uh, logic any of this out of them. Yeah, I, I agree with Eleanor on that on that one. Um, before we get another Lester uh, showing up, um, I would like to uh, make a, a quick trip up to the uh, up to the laboratory upstairs. All right. Um, and I want to take a peek into the rooms as I'm going up there. And. I too feel the need for a lavatory. Uh, I, I think I need to splash water in my face like Edwin did. Okay. And I, I, I just make uh, eye contact with Dr. Ash and like, something's up. And like, we know we're not actually going to use the restroom. Yeah. All right. Um, since Dr. Ashton said it first to a luck roll. A luck roll. Oh, yeah. dear. OK. You might get lestered. Hold on. What is uh, it? I rolled I rolled a 63 and I have a 60 for luck. And you can't use luck on luck. Um as you are moving up the stairs, um around the upstairs. Now the, the upstairs, imagine that the the stairs go up and they turn, and then there is a landing and a kind of a a railing going along, and then there are bedrooms up there. Um, so when you're about halfway up the stairs, you can see partly into the up, upper part as you're going. Um, as you get up there, a young woman uh, comes around the corner uh, as if she's walking towards the stairs, and she is dressed in a very elegant, uh, sort of blue, dark blue dress um she looks like she's maybe in her early 20s uh she has blonde hair but what stands out as she approaches is she's very pale um like she doesn't go outside much like most of us um and she seems to have ashes in her hair on top of her head like a little little pile of ashes. Huh. Huh. 
Um, uh, you must be Veronica. Uh, yes. And she puts out her hand. Uh, uh, I give, it um, give it a little kiss. She type says, thing. and you must be the professors from Miskatonic, my father told me about. Yes, Dr. Harold Ashton, uh, professor of, of uh, anthropology, actually. Has, um, has Rosemary gotten you something to eat? Oh, yes, yes. I was just uh, uh, on my way up to, the, uh, to use the lavatory, actually. Oh, well, it's right there at the end. Um, is the one downstairs being used already? Um, yes, one of our other professors, uh, he, he had a little bit of a fright, and so he needed to, to freshen up for a minute. So I was uh, heading to the upstairs one, yes. Oh, well, um, yes, it's, it's right there. Um, and were you going with him? Myself? <laughs> yeah, because there's two of you coming up the stairs. Uh, I, I will just go to the, to the, you know, when I see that they're talking, I'll be like, <laughs> and uh, I'll just go into the water closet and make use of it, I guess. So you're going to go back downstairs to the water closet? Yeah, I was hoping we wouldn't run into anybody. Okay. Um, you foiled me with your NPC, Tom. Well done. Uh, she says, well, it, it's right there if you need to use it. Um, but please, uh, don't disturb any of the rooms. Uh, oh, never. They've been prepared. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, yes, I won't do any of that. Uh, right. Does she does she watch me as I head over to the lavatory? Well, no. If if Doctor Bennett is heading back down the stairs, then she will sort of accompany him because uh, she was heading down the stairs herself. And, and I'll chit chat with her, saying like, "That's a you know wonderful dress. Uh, you're the star of the show. How do you know the Lester's? No, not that Lester. The other Lester." Oh, Lester sold my father uh, the book and uh, and some of the equipment. So uh, interesting. You use them in the singular for Lester. Don't you mean Lester's? Well, there's only one Lester. So strange. Seems we have a surplus of Lester's in the library. Would you care to see? Why? What? What are you talking about? multiples of Lester's. Well, unlike you and I who exist in the singular form, this individual is somehow surpassed into the multitude form. And she looks at you like she suddenly is very confused, like she's trying. Uh, we'll do a psychology role on her. Probably thinks I'm crazy. Wow. Five. Well, there's a couple of things you, you get out of her. One is she doesn't seem to be a deceptive person. Uh -huh. um, she seems rather wispy, like she's not altogether in the same room that you are, if you will. I mean, he, she just seems kind of wispy. You mean you mean very distracted or yeah, more of, kind of, uh, kind of like she's got a lot on her mind at the moment. Well, of course, my dear, it, I think you would find the events in the library most stimulating. I, I find them downright fascinating. Um, 
she also looks confused, like she's trying very hard to remember something. Well, you're all um, right. Do a um, do a listen roll. You got it. All right, that's a thirty-three, and my listen is a yeah. Oh yeah, that's hard. As you're standing there, and and she's looking rather confused, um, you hear something. It it sounds like somebody is running through the house, um, uh, and maybe knocking some things over as they're running. Uh, they're you can tell they're heading for the stairs, maybe, uh, and you you hear a growling noise. And suddenly, around the bottom of the stairs, uh, stopping for a moment to look up, growling, is this woman demon thing that you guys have already like the, seen. Oh, the well lady, the ring lady. Well lady. Uh, she, she's growling and hissing, and she's running up the stairs right at Veronica. And Veronica's like, oh, oh my, like this. And, and I was like, get away! The thing runs up and it it grabs a hold of Veronica. And as it does, I mean, it, it you sort of get pushed back. Um, uh, it grabs a hold of Veronica. It turns sideways. And you see it run into the wall as if it were a ghost um, running through the wall, except Veronica doesn't go through the wall. Veronica slams into the wall. There's a splatter of blood. Oh. Um, she, she screams, she falls, and she rolls down to the bottom of the stairs and lands in a heap with puddles of blood coming. And, and I'm the one at the top of the stairs and it looks like I pushed her? Uh, well, I mean... It, it could look like that, except that oh. a moment later, as you're staring at this, a hand touches you on the shoulder, and it's Veronica, and she says, uh, Dr. Bennett, are you all right? Do a Never better. Out. I knew she was coming. All right, uh, uh, Dr. Ashton, uh, You've gotten to the top of the stairs and you've walked along to the bathroom. What do you want to do? Well, I wanted to, uh, could I tell which room Veronica came out of? Uh, probably, not really. It would have had to have probably been one of the two doors on the end of the hall, uh, left okay. and right. I will take a look around make sure that Mr. Wayland is not uh, in immediate vicinity, and then open up one of the doors and just peek inside. Okay. So what happens is this. You put your hand on the door handle, and it turns as if it were unlocked. But when you try to push on the door, you have to push on it to open it into the room. Um, there seems to be something obstructing uh, the bottom of it um, quite firmly. Hmm. Um, is there a keyhole? Uh, yes, there is a keyhole. Do a, a spot hidden though, however. Okay. 
Come on, come on, come on. That's a four. So that is an extreme success. Extreme success. Um, you look down at the bottom of the door, and there's something, there's something under the crack of the door. When you, when you sort of get down and you look, your best guess would be that the door has been sealed shut with wax. Looks like beeswax. All the underside of the door has been sealed. Hmm. So it wouldn't be impossible for you to break the door open, but the evidence would be there that you've done so. Is the other door that's up there very similar? You go over to that one. The, the one that's farther down the hallway where you first come up, that seems to be the same. But the other one at the end of the hallway, not the bathroom, uh, is not sealed. And you can do an idea roll. Okay. Uh, that is a 34. That is a hard success. Okay. You're guessing that if her rooms are prepared and this room is not sealed, that's probably Wayland's, uh, that's probably August's room. Right. It's the only one left. Um, does it sound like there's anyone inside? Uh, well, you didn't see him downstairs, so he's probably inside. You can do a list roll if you want to. Yeah, just do a listen roll. Uh, let's see. Uh, that is a failure. Okay. You don't hear anything. Uh, I will head back downstairs to the to the library and the Lester's. Okay. You get back downstairs. Uh, Dr. Bennett is um, sitting at the bottom of the stairs. Uh, Probably crying. Pale, and he's he's shaking a little bit. Alfred, um, what's what's the matter? We're really screwed. How so, Alfred? Well, let's see here. We have the Lesters. We are being tormented with seeing horrible, violent imagery, and then only for any signs of, of those scenes to disappear at a, the very moment we try to show it to any of our hosts. Something very wrong in this house. Well, that's very true, but we gotta, we gotta keep it together, I think, uh, just so we can uh, get out of this, shall we say. Any ideas? Well, I'm not quite prepared to uh, violate those rooms upstairs yet, but there are some strange things afoot that I would uh, like to discuss with our colleagues. Uh, maybe they have some other ideas about uh, uh, things we might be able to do. We better do it soon or we're going to end up being patients at Arkham. <laughs> well, we'll be in good hands in your hands, would we not? I'd probably be one of the patients. Professor Mank, um, what are you up to? You're rather a serious person. You're not 
inclined to freak out so much. Um, so I want to look around because they've mentioned now these items, um, the lamp and the wand. And I'm just going to start walking from room to room downstairs and just looking in the rooms to see if I see a lamp or a wand um, that anything that reminds me of the items that they mentioned. Okay. Um, so you wander about. Um, we'll say you've got, you've got the library, the parlor. Uh, there is a big formal dining room. Uh, there is a kitchen. Uh, and obviously, the furnace course in that direction. Um, we'll say you walk into the dining room. Uh, and it's, as he said, it's a beautiful big room. Uh, there are windows along the side. There's a big roaring fireplace. Uh, there's a long wooden table uh, with uh, candles uh, burning in the center, you know, on uh, uh, sconces or whatever they're called. Um, there is, uh, do a spot hidden as you're looking around the room. I'll sprint, spend three luck to pass that. Okay. Um, as you walk about, uh, you notice over on one of the mantelpieces, uh, there is a little uh, figurine uh, that looks like a, a, a little bull, uh, like, um, um, uh, it's it's about yay big, it's black, uh, and uh, when you sort of examine it, it's it's beautifully carved. Uh, you touch it, it's heavy, and you realize that it has a carved cliff on it. What a beautiful piece! Clearly, another sigil. You also realize when you're looking at it that these sigils. They're not originally part of the piece. They've been carved in or scratched into the piece. Bind? Bind. Oh. Obstacle, prison, bind. Do another spot hidden before you leave this room. And I will spend one luck to pass that one. Okay. The table is set. The table looks beautiful. The candles are twinkling. And you realize that these candles must have been burning for a little while already. Um, they were all lit when you walked in the room. But there's no little wax dribbles. And they're all still right up at the top of the candle. None of them is melted. Hmm. The candles are burning, but they're not burning. They're not melting. Huh. Um, 
I want to pick one of them up and just kind of wave my hand through the flame. Is it hot? There is no heat. I want to try to blow it out. Okay. Uh, you blow on it, and it seems to be completely unaffected by your blowing on it. Hmm. You can hold your hand in it, and there's nothing. very strange if you go as far as damaging the candle it then goes out but well, you I'll have just, to literally destroy the end of it before it you know, i'll just set it back down after that yeah. and then i'll i'll head back to the uh to my colleagues to tell them okay. what i have found all right um those of you who are with the lesters do a spot hidden. Am I back in there? I mean, I was kind of just moping you're, at the stairwell. You're with, you're with Ashton uh, coming down the hall towards the room. Okay. Extreme success. Okay. How about Edwin? No, I miss it. Okay. Uh, Eleanor suddenly grabs your arm and sort of indicates with her eyes, all of the Lasters have been smoking cigars, but none of the cigars are getting any smaller. Are you seeing this? I am. I am seeing this. Uh, we're look. We're clearly caught up in some. I don't know. A different reality. Something went wrong with the ritual that Augustus Wayland tried to uh, tried to perform. We need to talk to Wayland. We need to confront him with this. See if he can. See if he may, he was the caster. He may be the only other, should I say, real person here. And, but he, He's the, he, that thing dragged him in the well too. And then he was right back again, kind of like the Lesters, except there wasn't more than one of him. I don't. Let's find him. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, we're going to go look for him. And as you're getting ready to leave the library, uh, Alfred and uh, Harold are coming up to right where you are. And oh. Professor uh, Mank is stepping out of the, the dining room. You all look confused. We've got questions for Augustus Wayland, and Eleanor and I are going to find him. He's got to be the oh. only one that has answers. He's probably up in his room upstairs. It's the only one that's not covered in beeswax to seal it up then that's where we're going Wait, I, I have a question for you how do we know any of this is real alfred I, sure I truly can't do. think about that i <laughs> i have to accept this is real before you can go up the stairs uh alfred wayland appears at the top of the stairs and starts oh, walking uh -huh. down and says as veronica come downstairs i don't see her up here uh, oh, just just one moment, sir. We have some. We need you to come straight. Be straight with us. Of course, Doctor Elgin. I um, think something terribly wrong has occurred in your last casting of of the of the ritual. Um, we're all experiencing very strange events in this house and on the grounds. Does that surprise you? Oh, you say strange things? I, I don't understand what you mean. 
uh, visions. This is my uh, my casting for ritual. Now, I remember that it the first time was useless. Um, the second time, I was I was greatly hoping that something would occur, but um, I don't. <clears throat> I don't quite recall. Uh, my my daughter came home shortly after that in order to. I. Uh, everybody do listen once. Okay. Lost that one. That's a ninety-nine. Hard success. Psychologist has to be a good listener. Hard. And I'll spend six lux to hear. All right. What you hear once again is someone is in the house. Someone is moving in a violent manner towards your location um, and growling. And just about the time you start to realize that, you see coming through the kitchen and down the hall is once again this demon thing and it is heading for your location and it uh it's it's actually 15 feet away and it leaps into the air as mr wayland turns and sees it and throws his hands up and the thing grabs him and begins tearing parts of his body an arm goes flying uh it it buries its fingernails into his chest, and uh, it looks up at you and growls. Um, can I'll do sanity rolls. I'm gonna try and touch it. Like, are you real, ah, Doctor Alfred? Do a uh, a power roll. Okay, I failed. Succeed. I failed as well. Succeed sanity, yes, yes. and now this is for Pal. I probably will not succeed. Oh, that's a big failure. Okay. I think at this point, you guys are almost expecting something weird to happen. Um, so those of you who failed your sand roll, uh, just do a 1d4. And if you didn't fail it, just take a point of, of sanity. You're okay. thinking that whatever it is, maybe it's an illusion. Um, Dr. Alfred, you failed. Yeah, I failed the pal. All right. You, you reach out just very quickly to see if it's real, and you touch it. And as you touch it, your hand feels extremely cold, like you're, you're pushing it into snow. And when you do Wait, that, snow. the thing turns directly towards you and growls like it's going to leap on you. But in that moment, Wayland and Veronica... Uh, come around the corner downstairs from the dining room. He says, they say, ladies and gentlemen, we are about to uh, have our meal. Would you please join us in the dining room? And there's no body or anything on the stairs. Right. I don't think. I, I quickly explained to my colleagues how I tried to touch the lady and it felt like snow. We have to be careful but not just for the reasons you think. I don't even think we're in a house right now. When I tried to touch her, 
it felt like snow and it's snowing heavily outside. Well, I just meant cold like snow. Okay, so we're not like running around like literally feel like snow. No. Okay, well, I was worried that we're actually unknowingly exposing ourselves to the winter elements. You might I I'm I think you might be on to something, Alfred. Um when we were looking at that book, it mentioned that uh when you are undertaking the the operation that um you have to summon and bind the demons of hell. Well, at this point, we have seen a number of sigils that have been carved into items among, you know, amongst the rooms of the house. I'm beginning to wonder if there might be one in each room um, that have said obstacle, prison, and bind. Are we in the prison in which the demons are bound? I think we are. I think we need to get into that room that Harold talked about. I agree. Uh, the Lesters and everybody are starting to file into the dining room. Please, everyone, join Our absence us. will definitely be noticed. Unfortunately, I think we, we do not all We should march right upstairs. Who cares what these people think? I don't know. The Lesters could easily overpower us. And they must think quickly because they're all the same person. Well, Edwin, why don't you go upstairs and, and we'll say that you've just gone to the washroom. You're I, feeling ill and you needed to go to the washroom. I, uh, I head upstairs. Okay. And the rest of you are going to go into the dining room? Yes. Be careful. Do yes. be careful, Edwin. Something very strange. I don't think we should eat any of the food here. I would agree. All right. Did, so, so did Augustus Wayland. He went into the yes, dining room? Yes. Okay. He and Veronica are already in the dining room. The Lester's are moving in. And now uh, Drs. Benson, Menke, uh, Bennett, and Ashton are moving in, and you are going up the stairs. All right. In the dining room, you're all brought in. Um, there are, like I said, there's room for 24 people. So uh, Veronica sits at one end of the table, and uh, Waylon sits at the other, and you're directed any of these, these chairs. Uh, uh, Dr. Menke, you immediately notice that those candles are still exactly the way they were, the fire in the fireplace burning. Uh, you perhaps point out to the others the, the little statue. Um, there is an inquiry. Where is your friend, Dr. Algen? You say he's in the bathroom. Oh. Um, uh, Rosemary comes out of the kitchen uh, bearing uh, uh, terrines of soup and so forth, and she places them around the table. And uh, Waylon stands up and says a couple of words about his daughter beginning the Abermillan operation the next day. Um, at which point you look down at the soup and everybody do power rolls. Is this Indiana Jones at eyeball soup? On the nose, exactly. Oh, that's a fail. That's a bad fail. Fail. Barely passed, but passed. Okay. If you passed, you look down at the soup. Well, if you failed, you look down at the soup and it looks like soup. If you look at if you if you if you, fa if you passed, 
you look down at the soup and it looks like she has served you old sewage water. And when you look around the table all of a sudden, you realize that all of the Lesters are eating what look like roasted rats. Do a sanity roll. For the people who... For the people who can see that. I failed. Okay. You failed your sanity. Uh, take a couple points of sanity loss, and you um, practically stand up. You start. Because it's, it's so horrible. Uh, there's a loud squelching as your chairs uh, squelch on the table, and boom, all oh. of the lights go out. Oh, dear. There's a thunderclap outside. And Edwin, you are just getting to the top of the stairs when all of the lights go out in the, in the building. Um, you can still see a little bit because there's a little bit of light coming through the windows, but there's nobody in the dining room with you. It's empty. Um, the table is in disarray. Uh, there's cobwebs all over everything. Uh, the, the plates in front of you are chipped and broken, and there are, it looks like there's dried bread on the table. Um, Edwin, you're at the top of the stairs, and when you look around, you are suddenly in an old, dilapidated-looking manor house. The railing is broken on the stairs. There are cobwebs everywhere, and it's, it's very cold. I think this is real. I think this is I think this is the veil being pulled back. Yeah, this is this is the real. I think something's happened in the something happened in those rooms upstairs. Ooh. I don't or, think Edwin should go up there alone. I think we should all go up there and, yes, and help I, Edwin. Yes. I I know I don't have much time and so after this sudden change I I rush to the uh the closest door that is down the hall and uh, attempt to open it. Okay. Um, were you up here before? You weren't up here. Before. I wasn't, so I'm okay. not familiar with the layout. So you happen to get the door that Wayland had, okay? You open up his door, and you can definitely tell this was somebody's bedroom. There's a definite masculine touch to it. There's a large four-poster bed but the sheets have molded there. Uh, um, the room is in a bit of disarray, but there are a, a large number of tomes here and there. Um, you look at them quickly and one of them is an old Bible. One of them is a Koran. Uh, one of them, there's actually a, a cabinet on the wall that when you open it, there are two gigantic scrolls uh, written in Hebrew, and you're pretty sure it's Torah. Um, uh, and there are other masculine sort of things. There's a closet with clothes in it that are all moth-eaten and rotting. Uh, and there is what looks like a journal on a desk. <clears throat> By this, being, now, now while you're, now, when that okay. happens, the other people are downstairs. What do you guys do when you're suddenly in the dark in the room? I think we were going to rush to 
Edwin's aid. Okay. Yeah. So you, Sorry. Edwin, you can hear them coming, or you hear something's coming, and it's heading towards the stairs. I'm, I'm in here. So you guys hear him up there. Stay put. We're coming to help you. And we, we don't see anybody else, the Lesters, Nothing. or, nope, they're all gone. All it right. doesn't look like anybody's been in this house. We need to get out of here. Let, let's get Edwin and just get out of here. All right, so you get you goes up you go up the stairs and down the hall. Lester, I mean uh, Edwin is in this uh, this room. Uh, he's got in his hands what looks like a journal. And I, being a scholar of Hebrew, I, I was particularly interested in the scrolls, and so I first uh, first want to take a look at those. It's definitely the Torah, the first five books of the Bible. Oh, okay. Um, in Hebrew, probably from a synagogue. It looks like he's got a collection of religious books. They're not in great shape in the book. I, I did find a, a journal here. Uh, this this could, could be useful in figuring out what the hell is going on. And so I, I'll open it and begin reading it aloud to everybody else. Okay. Six months into the Abramelin operation. It is amazing how the same concept can appear across different religions, albeit wearing a different face and bearing a different name. The Malachim are God's messengers, part of a heavenly hierarchy and have no physical form. Although Maimonides proposed they are metaphorical representations of laws of nature and universal principles. The Malakha are messengers and agents of God's will, also part of a celestial hierarchy and their forms are incomprehensible. Even in dreams, they manifest in different forms. The various branches of Christianity portray angels differently. Catholicism divides them into the nine choirs and describes them as being forever incorporeal, although the seraphim are also described as six-winged and cherubim as four-faced, having faces of a lion, an ox, a human, and an eagle. The thrones as burning wheels rimmed with eyes, etc. Protestantism describes them as genderless and invisible messengers and agents of God's will. If it is required to ensure that God's will is enacted, they can become corporeal. I wonder exactly how I will describe the unequaled beauty of my holy guardian angel when the time comes. I wonder this every day. Then there is a last entry. At midnight tonight, 18 months have elapsed in their entirety. Tomorrow I begin the final stage before, if I am successful this time, my holy guardian angel will appear. The next time I write here will confirm my success or my failure. I hope for the former. And what do you make of that? Well... We knew he was trying to do that, and he seemed very sure of himself. But is this the room where he did the ritual, or is this the room where he just lived? This looks like the room that he just lived. Uh, uh, I see no markings of, uh, of ritual in here. Okay. The rooms down the hall are the ones that were closed off with the, with the beeswax. Those are the ones. So I have a question. 
now that we can see that we what I think has actually been happening this whole time is that we've been running around a dilapidated house being screwed with. Why don't we just leave? Because here's my concern is that if we leave and we get out of this binding, this prison that these horrible entities are in, then that's it. We're, we're gone. But if we bust into a room that's been sealed off somehow, what if that's breaking the prison? Then how do you get away from them? Alfred, I think that's a wonderful idea. I'm just afraid it won't be that easy. Yes, I've, I'm, I've heard stories in some of my research that uh, once you stumble into these sorts of things, uh, we could somehow have been connected now to this ritual that obviously has not been completed, I, I do not think, considering everything that's going on. Well, I well certainly let's just try not- to leave. Let's just try. I'm certainly for getting the hell out of here. I'm just afraid we will fail. Let's. Uh, I don't well, know. The, the anthropologist in me wants to know what's in those rooms, though. I'm worried you're going to break a seal, though. Like, what if they realize they screwed up and that's why they sealed the rooms? Because think about it. He tries to do it once, right? And he's like, oh, crap, that didn't work. I should really, like, so he does some other ritual or something he's heard of to seal off the room where there was a failure and then they try it again. And then why would they seal that second room? Was there anything in the rituals that talked about needing two separate rooms? Um, let's do a, Oh, you asked the question. So you peruse the book for a while. Um, yeah. Um, one of the things is the person has to be sequestered. Um, the second is, is they have to, uh, cover the floor in sand, which they, uh, use the wand to write the magical things in the sand. And as a result, they have to seal the room's floor up with beeswax to keep the sand in the room and not just flowing out of the, the room. So yeah, sealing up the room with beeswax is part of the preparation. Huh. Well, the simplest thing is to try to walk out of this house and see if we can get away. I just... Let's, let's, let's test uh, Alfred's, Alfred's theory, and I'll start heading heading towards the, the yeah. door. door. I'll, I'll go with you. All right. So Edwin and Alfred, how how uh, anxious are you? <laughs> um, are you going to run down wanting, the stairs? I've been wanting to get out of here for hours now. So, like, yes, yes, yes. Just follow me. <laughs> Be, so be careful, well, Alfred. It's dark, dark in here. Feel your way out. Don't fall All right, down all right. I'll be. I'll slow down. Rather uh, quickly, uh, Doctor Bennett and Doctor uh, Algen uh, go down the stairs, leaving the rest of you, I guess, up there for a moment, wondering. Um, you guys run up to the front door and open it, and there are snowdrifts six feet high outside the door well that makes and that there's a blizzard going on 
I'm going to just grab the snow. How real does that feel? Feels pretty cold. Wet? Snowy? Yeah, okay. So, and this this is a little bit of the Florida guy and me coming, coming through with this. Does the snow that I see coming down, is it fast enough that it's logical that six feet of snow could have fallen in a few hours? No. Ah, uh-huh. see, that's the what I was afraid of, Alfred. Well, here's the thing: is this seems like a setup? They want the room to be broken into. Well, you know, just between you and me, Harold is awfully keen about breaking into it. Well, here's my other thinking is like, fine, if we can't go out through the, the top level, uh, through the bottom level, we'll go to an upstairs bedroom, go out the window, six feet of snow. But what if the snow's an illusion? So you try jumping out and it's actually just some frost on the ground and you just jumped out a window. You're not necessarily going to die, but probably not going to feel good. What well, are you doing downstairs? Clearly. Upstairs. Um, how many other rooms are there upstairs? I know there's the room sealed with beeswax. Is there anything else up here? No, no bathroom. That's it. Okay. Erica, what do you make of this? What do you think? I hear them arguing down. I don't know what they're talking about downstairs, but they obviously haven't left the building. I suspect that, uh, we are not going to be able to leave this place as long as it is, um, bound shut. And I mean, you went, you went through all the rooms downstairs, didn't you? I did. Wasn't anything else. I didn't I see it, anything. I, it has to be this. It has to be this room. It has to. It I mean, has what to else be. Can we do? I agree. It, there's nothing else to try. Um, I believe that we have to break into these rooms. Um, you know, the, clearly we can't leave. I think if, if we could, the two of them would have already left. We wouldn't hear them down there arguing. Yeah, we wouldn't, we wouldn't hear them arguing. You can downstairs. hear them arguing downstairs. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. we know they're arguing yeah. about something. Yeah. Do you think there that we need the the items that have the sigils? Car- I mean, we couldn't. There's no way we could move that statue. I was going to say, I, do you think we need them? Uh, I don't utilize know. Them in some way. I don't know if we need them or if maybe we need to destroy those items however that's true we could i don't know that i'd want to try that first no 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 no. especially if it's actively binding something right and we've all seen what appears to be a demon in this place yes although she hasn't been able to injure any of us so harold what do you think do you think we should go into the other room (sighs) i'm I'm very interested in finding out what's in there. Um, I think that might be a key. Um, I mean, we do have, what what did we find? Three sigils, uh, obstacle prison, and uh, what was the one you found in the the, uh, uh, dining room? Bind. Bind. Mm, I just wonder if we might find a clue to what those exactly mean inside those rooms. We may, we may find other sigils in those rooms. Or are you going to open the door? Yes. All right. oh, yes. I, I guess know. so. Go. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Um, give me a. I'll yell downstairs to let them to let the guys downstairs know if they want to try to brave the snow before we do it. We're trapped. Yeah. Yes. I, well, we're going I, into the other room. We figured as much. Excellent. I think we'll join you. I guess we'll just close the door and head who, upstairs. Who is going to try and open the door? Well, which door are they opening? The only one else up here. No, there's, the two, there's two sealed they're, rooms. They're opening the one that's near uh, Wayland's oh. room. Yeah, I'll probably be the chivalrous one and uh, attempt to do it first. Okay. Um, give me a, a strength roll with uh, with a bonus. Strength with bonus. Yeah. Ugh, I'm not a good... I'm not a very strong person. I'm an academic. Uh, uh, but let's see. Uh, that My best one is a 60, which is a failure. Okay. You're, you're hitting it. Um, and you're realizing that there's, you know, there's definitely something uh, under the door. Uh, you're hearing kind of a cracking, scraping sound. Do you guys want to help him? Yes. Yes. I'll help. All right. So with the three of you sort of shoving good and hard on the door, um, the door suddenly breaks loose and swings in. Uh, and as you can see that, yeah, definitely it was sealed actually all the way around with beeswax. Um, and there is about two inches of very fine, very uh, white sort of looking sand, um, not just cheap garden sand, but really good sand. Uh, you push that open so it makes kind of a half circle as you do that. Um, it's a little dark uh, in the room, but there is a balcony outside with big French doors. So there is some light coming from outside. You can see there's snow falling outside as you're there. Um, this room has uh, immediately the first thing you see is in the center of the room, there is what must be an altar. It's uh, about three feet wide and about six feet long. It's white, uh, possibly made from marble, but it could be made from wood that's been painted. Um, there is a, a cabinet against the wall that looks like it's an armoire. Uh, it doesn't have a front on it, and there are white robes that are hanging on hangers in there. Um, there's also something on the other side. Oh, there's there's a large lamp that is hanging above the altar. It looks like this. Now, the only picture I could find was one on the internet that's lit up. It's not lit up. Okay, but it's a very fancy, beautiful looking lamp huh. uh, hanging over the altar. Uh, by now, uh, Alfred and uh, and Edwin, was Edwin? Yeah, whoever was downstairs. Uh, you're back upstairs and you're seeing this as well. On the other side of the altar, facing towards the window, there is something hunched over. You're thinking uh -huh. maybe a body. There's also a smell in this room. It smells like incense and maybe a little bit of decay smell, but it's faint. There's also on the far end, there is an archway leading into the other room, the other sealed room. 
Oh, and that sort of looks like a bedroom. Um, what you want to do? I'll go examine the body. Okay. <coughs> I'll look as, at the altar. Want to look at the lamp? I'm going to look for sigils. Okay. <laughs> as you are moving into the room, you are, of course, now walking on the sand. And you are leaving very clear footprints um, or shuffles in the sand. So are there, are there writings in the sand that we're erasing, or they're long gone? There's nothing in the sand. It's flat. Okay. Um, Eleanor, the altar seems to have a number of objects. They look ceremonial on the, the top of them. Uh, the whole thing is covered in white linen, so that's very white. Uh, there is a book, The Ab Abramelin Operation in German. Um, there are a number of prayer books, it looks like, incense burner, uh, something that looks like maybe a dagger, and, and things like that. You can also see as you're all sort of moving around that the altar is hollow, so the back of it is open, and there's like towels and there's other things that are stacked there for use for whatever these things. The lamp looks like it's an oil lamp. It's uh, it's big. It's beautiful. It's very colorful, um, and it smell. You can also smell. It smells vaguely like you know incense and uh, like a church almost. Um, Doctor Ashton, the body. You come around and you realize that you're looking at the desiccated body of Veronica Wayland. Oh. Um, she seems to have been stabbed uh, when you, without touching, look closer. It actually looks like she took the wand, which appears to be about two and a half feet long, uh, about an inch and a half on one end and sharpened to a point on the other. She'd placed it against the altar and she had run it through her own heart by falling forward onto it. <clears throat> Any blood that's there is dried. Uh, it seems to have happened a long time ago. Uh, uh, and what else? Well, you guys are walking around. Dr. Uh, Algen, what are you doing? Well, as I, as I came up, I just, it'll make me feel better. I grab kind of like, I don't know, like a railing or a balustrade from the, <laughs> from the staircase just to protect myself before go, going into the room and seeing, seeing what, uh, but I'm interested in going to the uh, Abermelon operation book. Okay. And in the time that I have, I'm, I'm looking for what might have gone wrong and what might, what might end this uh, if we're still in the middle of it. Um, you can see that she's got the pages marked. I mean, she's got like a, a bookmark uh, in the book. And it looks like she still had a couple of days to go uh, before she would have completed it but she didn't, or, or apparently not, because that's where the bookmark is. Uh, but other than that, it is the German one. And uh, does it 
does it is it clear what what remain to be done what's um, left yeah i mean there's clear instructions but once again it's just prayers um she needs to recite this prayer from that book and uh and you know bow down towards the east and uh it's the same sort of ritual that's going on through the entire book does my occult knowledge give me any insight into what the consequences would be to stop it at that point? Oh, only, well, uh, according to the book, if you stop at any point for any reason during it, it simply fails. It doesn't work. Hmm. You have to start all the way back from the beginning again. And that seems to be the only consequence. Hmm. It, you would guess that the more dangerous thing would be is if this book fell into the hands of somebody who didn't bother with any of the ritual and just went straight to the demon summoning shit. You know. What are the rest of you doing? What are you doing? Uh, 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 well, what are the rest of you? You all see the body at this point. Um, I don't think you need to do it. There's nothing really scary about the body. It's just uh, desiccated. It looks like the a mummy. I'm, I'm looking for sigils. You don't see any, there don't seem to be any objects in this room that would have a sigil on them. And is it heavily snowing when I look out of the balcony? Yes, it is. Um, Dr. Eleanor, as you head over towards the separation between the two rooms, you realize that there's a kind of a two by four that's been laid on the floor so that you can step from the sand uh, into the room without sand and the sand isn't flowing. It doesn't it's, cross over. Right, yeah. there's a crossover. Uh, and it's obviously there to keep the sand in the room. Right, right, right. Um, this room is not unlike uh, her father's room. Uh, you you get a little bit of a guess that this might have been designed for him originally, if this is where he did this, uh, this ritual. Uh, there is a big four-poster bed. Uh, there are dressers with a number of clothes. There are white linen uh, robes hanging in a closet. Uh, there are obviously uh, uh, things to wash oneself, uh, ritual, ritualistic washing, and so forth. Um, do a spot hidden for me. All right. Oh, that's a 17. Let me see what level of success that is. That's a hard success. Hard success. Um, as you're rummaging around, uh, you look and you see that on her desk is a little pull-away calendar. You know, you rip okay, off sure. the day yeah, and yeah. throw it away. What's the year? The date that's showing is October 7th, 1923. It's 26 now? It's uh, May 1926. Oh, three years ago. There's a calendar in here that would suggest Whatever occurred here occurred here three years ago. You also see a journal. She was oh. keeping track of 
everything. Uh, it, it doesn't seem like she was getting ready to start it. It seems like she was doing it. I'll, I'll, I'll flip through it and see what, uh, what she's written. All right. Uh, you flip through it. This is what you glean from it. Passages from Veronica Whalen's journal. Before beginning the Abramelon operation, I have said before, I do not believe it was a heart attack. My father was murdered. I am certain of this, but I need proof. All I have is the text he followed. That must be it. Lester Goodman sold him the book and lamp. Who is he? Why did he want my father dead? The only way to obtain proof is to follow in my father's footsteps and trap the being that did this to him once it appears again. I am confident I can hold it here once it is summoned. I know the arts by which I can interrogate it. If it withstands my questioning, at least I will have it imprisoned to show others. The authorities will have to believe me then. I will draw upon the power of Saturn to construct a ward that will hold the spirit. Sigils created from its Kamea will mark the four cardinal directions and turn the house into a prison it cannot escape. Should the need arise, they may, these may be brought together around the spirit to banish it, akin to tightening a noose around its neck until it has no direction left in which to flee but back to the invisible world from whence it came. Barrier, bind, obstacle, prison. These words will hold the spirit in Saturn's leaden grip. May the faces of the angels that guard the gates of the Garden of Eden guard this house and prevent any evil from leaving. The last entry, midnight. 18 months have come to an end. If I fail tomorrow and I follow in all my father's footsteps, ultimately to my own grave, I hope that someone might one day read this and succeed in bringing the guilty to justice. May the fruit of any victory the spirit may attain prove to be a Saturnine chalice indeed. I've read all of this aloud. So, wait, do we just have to bring the other three sigils to the lead statue? And once they're in proximity, you're basically closing off the chalice and Bob's your uncle. I think well, the statue. The statue is only one. Is one of the sigils, but we've only found three. We have not found the barrier sigil, nor the spirit which we should we should surround the sigils with. I think the spirit right. is anywhere. And I was on, but, I was honestly just thinking from a practical point of view. I don't think we can move that statue there easily. And the way I was right. understanding that was is. So it's, it's like you draw a line through each sigil. And so you're making a box. And the farther apart they are, the bigger the box. And that's where the spirit can be. So just shrink it in. Right. Well, wait, wait a second, though. Where in the house are each of the sigils we found so far? Um, are they in any sort of box or pattern themselves? Right. Yep. There's definitely one on the south end of the house, the first one that you saw. There's one in the library, which would be uh, the eastern side of the house. There's one in the dining room on the western side of the house. And where should the barrier one then be in relation to that? That would be North. towards the servants' quarters. Yeah. 
Oh, we, never we haven't been, been, to, been to yet. We haven't been to the servants' quarters yet. But I do wonder, though, I have to, because she seems so determined to finish this ritual, and yet before she completes it, she commits suicide. I don't think that's what happened. I don't think that's what happened. I don't either. think she was so focused on just binding this malevolent entity, she skipped over all of the previous stuff of prayer of purifying yourself she was focused solely on the last part and i think as soon as that malevolent entity was there it either tricked her or possessed her and just made her stab herself i agree i yeah i don't think this was a purposeful suicide as you are standing there there is suddenly a a kind of a whoosh. You can feel it. It's almost as if something in the air changed, as if a door opened or closed somewhere. And you can see back out in the hallway, everything looks good again. The entire house? Not or just a dilapidated house? Correct. It's back to normal. And uh, do a listen roll. It's about to say, I bet everyone's back downstairs again. Failed. Oh my God, that was a hundred. What? No. <laughs> 98. No, wait, wait, wait. Excuse me. Much better. 89. I got an extreme success. Okay. There we go. Dr. Menke, you hear downstairs um, a woman's voice sort of go, what? Like this. And you then hear a man's voice. You're pretty sure it's Waylon saying, what the deuce? Where did everybody go? It sounds as though everything has reset to where it was before we uh, we came up here. Yep. The Lesters. And the Lesters. That's, a, that's something we haven't discussed. It sounds like they had ill intent. Or at least oh. Veronica was convinced. Yeah, Veronica suspected anyway. Well, I think I've been thinking about that and think about how Lester kept on coming in. There are multiples of them. It seemed very much to be some type of trickster. And that's pretty much exactly what he did. He sold a crappy copy of the book. He tricked Mr. Whalen. Possibly. You can hear some movement downstairs. We should uh, get out. We Jeremiah, should be here. Uh, Rosemary, where did our guests get to? We need to get out of here. Yeah, yes. quickly close the door before they realize we were in here. Uh, they're going right. to realize that the seal's been broken, but. I didn't right. do it. <clears throat> so, get to the other sigil. Yeah, the, you, the servants. Yeah, let's find that sigil. You all step into the, uh, onto the. Um, hallway going down the banister towards the stairs. Um, and as you, you sort of get to the point where you can see up a little bit, um, Wayland and Veronica uh, come out of the dining room and they look up and they're like, oh, why have you gone upstairs? What's up there? We were quite concerned for our colleague, um, Dr. Alligan. He, he hadn't come down in some time, and, and he hasn't been feeling well since our journey began. So this, this is going to be a rather strange thing to ask you, but 
what what happened to the party? We seem to have lost track. Are the Lester's, is Lester down there with you? <laughs> no, there's Lester seems to have gone. Vanished? Or hasn't arrived yet. We're not sure what time it is. Oh, well, let's go downstairs. Let's, let's go this might downstairs. be an odd question, but do you recall the date? Uh, the date, of course. Uh, it's um, um, uh, well, the year is uh, um, I, I, I can't seem to recall. That's nah, not important. I wouldn't worry about it. So some, something has happened. You have, uh, in your attempt to do the Abermelon operation, um, uh, mistakes were made. Uh, this, there's quite possibly a dangerous entity on these grounds and in, the, in this house. We need your assistance in properly binding it. Uh, you, you say that we... We performed it incorrectly. Um, you fucked up, big time. There's. Oh. This is why these. You, you can't remember the year. This is why the party guests have disappeared. This is why suddenly we have these these Perfect. awful visions of demons killing people in this home. So we are we are trapped here. You are with this demon, as you say. Um. I think it's your mother. Way off. Maybe his wife. Um, oh, I thought I was talking to Veronica. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, she would be like his mother. Um, I never knew my mother, so I wouldn't know, except the picture. Um, you start to hear something moving around somewhere in the house. Um, and you see Wayland look, look around. Do you hear that? Yes. It's likely the demon back again. So we're we're trapped here, but that doesn't make sense. The, any kind of trap would be here to hold uh, demons. We could just leave, or perhaps to uh, trap if spirits. The demon Go ahead, try to is leave. one of the demon creates an illusion. So that when you try to leave, you can't. Or if Veronica's, it's true, Veronica suddenly looks very concerned, and, she and, says, and Edwin just like looks like a light bulb went off in his head. Okay, what do you say? The statue is turned the wrong direction. Statue is looking out the window. Veronica turns to her father and she says, "Father, are we dead?" And he says, well, of course we're not. Uh, he looks up at you and he says, are we? Yes. There are many Definitely. forms of life. But damn it, you're supposed to Y'all need better bedside manner. Soft rolling in, soft rolling in. Medical I'm an anthropologist. I don't know about psychology. All right. I deal with dead people. Then that's the problem. We're trapped here. As spirits, um, 
And as long as that demon exists, we can't escape. We need to find a way to banish the demon. And this is what we have trained for our whole lives, our past lives. There is a book in the library called The Key of Solomon. Uh, I'm sure that those of you who know it uh, know it well. There is a, a kind of a symbol. There, there, the Key of Solomon is an actual ritual. Uh, Solomon was given this knowledge by God. He could command spirits. Um, we need to construct the Key of Solomon, or at least part of the Key of Solomon. We need to use our strength and willpower against this demon to trap it in the Key of Solomon and then banish it back to wherever it came from, hell. And then the curse should be broken. What happens if the sigils are just the the sigils, the Saturn chalice that you made? What happens if that is disturbed? I don't know what you're talking about. Who's saying that? The father or Veronica? The father's saying that. I'm asking Veronica. Veronica says, I also don't know what you're talking about. Four sigils bounding your house. Well, this would be before her father's death, so she wouldn't have. I mean, if they're both alive together, she wouldn't have any memory. All we know is that the way you banish such a demon is this, come, I'll show you. And he uh, walks you down over to the library, if you follow him. And he shows you you the key of Solomon. Uh, And he says it's, it's quite complex, but the really the only important part of it is that triangle structure on the top. It has the name of God, the name of Michael the Archangel. Um, There is a storeroom between the kitchen and uh, the servants' quarters uh, with a cement floor that we can draw it on. We could use chalk. Uh, We've done such things before, though not to to, uh, summon demons. One would never want to do that. But if we... I look at Veronica being like, no... We would never want to do that. No. Um, Somehow something went wrong, as you say. We can't remember exactly what it was because we seem to have been (sighs) mind-wiped. We seem to keep resetting. But all you need to do is draw that on the floor, and then you have to concentrate. Think of the thing. You've all seen it, you said. Think of the thing. It will be pulled into the room and trapped in that uh, thing. And then there is a prayer there that all that's all you need to say, and it will be banished, and all of this will be over. We'll all be freed. And you're certain you're not wrong? I'm certain this is the proper way to do it. I'd like to have a private conversation with everyone. Would you two give us just a moment, please? Yes, of course. I don't believe any of this. They are weirdly accepting of their fate that they're dead and with such nonchalance. Too straightforward. They're just like, oh, we're dead. Great, let's do this ritual. I don't buy it. I don't believe this. I don't, I'm I'm with you. It's very different than the- It's very different from the ritual. The practice of using 
the sigils. I think we um, could this wait, be drag yes. drag them along. Wait, wait, wait. Can, can we can we turn rolling? Uh, why don't we use our occult knowledge to to vet what they're saying? Could this be the Lester's tricking us or the demon tricking us or something? Oh, I don't have a lot of occult knowledge. Ooh, that is a hard success on my occult. Um, Dr. Ashton confirms that the Key of Solomon, the the original legend was that God God asked Solomon, uh, what do you want? You're the king, what would you like? And Solomon said, and, and God says, I can give you wealth, riches, power, what you want. What, I really, really want. what so- Solomon's answer was, I would like the wisdom to govern my people. And God said, wow, that's the best thing you could have asked for. I'll not only give you riches and wealth and power, but I'm going to give you knowledge. And the knowledge that he gives him was the knowledge on how to bind spirits and make them do what you want them to do. And so the key of Solomon is supposedly that. Um, Supposedly the temple in Jerusalem, the one that Solomon built, was not built by human hands, but by spirits that he commanded to build it. Um, Whether you believe that or not, people publish a lot of books that they say are magical tomes. However, the key of Solomon's been around for a long, long, long time. Okay, well. Here's my concern. The ritual clearly didn't work for Veronica either. So how do we know that what she's laid out would work? This well, this is why I'm concerned. I don't. Also, hold on. am I the only one who really just thinks that? So if you just move, you, you found one that said, uh, Dr. Erica, you found one that said bind, and it was a little statuette. That's correct. So if we just move that one, we'll have an area of the house that's no longer part of the prison, and we should just be able to get out that way. Well, it would also allow the demon to get out as well. This isn't opening the box of Pandora. It's one demon. The world's already screwed up. Look who's president. Yeah, but we leave and there's a demon just in the world hanging out with us. I I don't know which ritual to try. The, the one that Veronica tried obviously didn't work for her. She's dead. Uh, my, my view, uh, Dr. Benson and Bennett, is that we we need to turn the the statue around. That that sigil faces the wrong direction. Okay. We well, try that. It does. We it, it was strange that it was just right. We haven't though found. They haven't actually grabbed the the, the final uh, sigil of yes. the barrier yet. Yeah. We, I yes. wonder maybe to be able to uh, to test a little bit uh, Dr. Benson's theory because the other three uh, the other three are a little bit more portable um, than the statue. Perhaps exactly. then if we if we get these other sigils and we'll be able to corral then. Um, the the Waylands. We can find out if the Waylands are these demons themselves that might be a part of this, and we can use the sigils to shrink their prison together. Yeah, that sounds in line with what I was saying. So we should scope out what the fourth sigil is, see if it's transportable. Hopefully, they didn't be like, "Hey, do you want to make a sigil in the mantle of a fireplace?" That's a good idea. Let's do that because. 
I'm confused by why the four of you want to move them in closer. I but don't understand. I'll go, I, uh, it's you, obviously the four directions where they belong. But but I, I'll go along with it, I suppose. I do think there might be something to what Edwin is saying about the direction of the statue. I think that's a key to this as well. I do think we need the fourth one, but I believe that he's got a point that that could very well be a part of this this equation. Dr. Benson, you don't understand what I was talking about. So consider the passage from Veronica's journal. She's the one that mentions the sigils. That's why her father has no idea what she's talking I, about. Yes, I, yeah, I understand They that. form the boundary of the prison. But do they? It didn't well, work why do you want for to make her, them small, Alfred. That That's my point. Well, the reason I wanted well, to make it smaller was to check to see if the Waylands uh, would be bound demons. in by that or not to find out if the demons or not. And also, it, it kind of did work for her. Because think about it. They don't protect you from the demon or whatever malevolent entity. All they do is keep the demon in. And the demon did something to her so that she killed herself. However, though, now that I'm thinking about it, though, as well, though, um, Edwin might be onto something in the sense of because the demon's also been outside. We've seen the demon outside. So something... It's not just confined to the house. So there's something that's, that's not in the equation that's correct. I think part of it is we, we need to make sure that the barrier sigil is in place. And if it is, then maybe we do what Edwin suggests and just simply turn the, uh, uh, turn the statue around. Let's go look at it. Let's go look at this other sigil. Everyone do a pow roll. Oh, dear. Oh, man, we were making progress. Pass. That is a failure. Pass. Uh, that's a fail. Okay. What are you going to do to me, Tom? Those of you who failed, I'm, I'm trying to get you to move into the center of your screen and not over to the edge. Um, <laughs> uh, those of you who failed, um, you suddenly have this sort of, uh, it's a bit of nausea. It sort of rolls over you. Um, you feel like you've got a little bit of a headache. Uh -huh. um, and then it it goes away, uh -huh. but you feel like something is gone, not in the room, but in you. What? Do like um, all right? Like our souls? Do an idea roll, both of you, though the ones who failed. Oh dear, idea roll. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, hard success. Neither one of you can remember um, anything that happened to you before Miskatonic University. You're trying to remember your childhood, and it's just uh, not there. Uh oh, you're right. Uh, oh, you know, childhood memories; those were things. Look, I think the faster we we settle this, the better. Obviously, this is having an effect. You know, you can remember growing up. I remember yes, it fondly. Yeah, no. It's gone. Then huh? we need to move quickly. Let's let's go see yes. this fourth sigil. All right, to the fourth sigil. All right. Servants' quarters, I believe. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
Yes. All right. So you pass through the kitchen. Um, you pass through the kitchen and you go through the door at the back. Uh, on the right, there is a pantry where they store all the food. And you're stepping into a, uh, a storage area where they store things. There's some food in there, dried goods, uh, rice, things like that. It, you realize that what, what they've done, like I said originally, is there was a, a servant's house and then their house, and then it's been attached. Well, the floor here is cement. Um, there's, in fact, one little step down from the manor house onto the cement floor, and then you can see across there's one little step up to what would be the door to the servants' quarters. Uh, the floor in here is uh, clean and cement, and um, uh, Wayland and Veronica, this is where they walked to when they walked away. Um, Veronica has a box of, it's an old cigar box of colored chalk, which she said when they were learning these rituals that they draw them on the floor. And you can see faint residual, you know, bits of like children playing, uh, doing stuff on the floor. Um, but there's the door to the servants' quarters. What would you like to do? You're going to talk to him, walk past him? Yeah, I'll just walk, walk past him. Get to the servants' quarters. That's what our okay. mission is. Yep. All right. Um, you step through the door of the servants' quarters, and uh, it's very modest. Um, there's a, a little bit of, you know, old bric-a-brac here and there. There's a small kitchen. Uh, there's a hallway leading to a living room. Uh, where there is a fireplace and sitting on the mantle, uh, looking out the window is a lion with a sigil, which I don't think that we need to figure it out because you will read upstairs that it is in fact barrier. Um, it also dawns on you that all of these objects were facing out their respective windows. Mm. This one included. So maybe the statue is okay. Well, I'll I'll turn the lion around, facing inward. Okay. Uh, nothing happens. It's it's heavy. You can tell it's lead. But it's not. It's not facing its intended direction anymore. When we do that, Edwin, isn't that like? You know what I mean? Like, don't you want it facing north? I want it facing. I, my, my theory is that we want to, all of these sigils facing towards the inside of the oh, house to, to keep trapped the entity that was summoned. Worth a try. We might need to... We need to turn the eagle and the bull. We've turned the like lion. We shouldn't be so cavalier about just trying things. I feel like consequences would be well. We could like take hours necessary to study the books. The mm -hmm. snowstorm. The snow is deep. That's if true. it's even real, the uh, our our hosts here though are quickly summoning something in the middle of the room. Actually, they're just standing in there waiting for you. Oh, um. Dr. Benson, what would you like to do? I don't remember my mother's name. 
What do what do you all think? I I don't I don't want to make this decision alone. The consequences would be terrible if we do this incorrectly, I think. So everyone do power rolls. Oh dear. Ticking clock. Fail. 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 Succeed. How'd you do, uh, Dr. Pass. Erica? I failed. Oh, you failed. All right. Mm-hmm. So those of you who failed, um, you're distressed by what Dr. Bennett has said. Um, you suddenly realize, too, that you can't remember much of your childhood. It's like it's being sucked out of you by something, or maybe maybe you are going to end up like uh, Veronica and uh, Mr. Wayland, unable to remember that you're trapped in this house. If you, if you pass, you're fine. And if you failed a second time? If you failed a second time, you lost a little bit more. Your fondest college days uh, seem to be slipping away from you. The the four of you don't look well. What what has happened? Just, I don't remember having met my wife anymore. This place is having an effect on us. We need need to move. We need to move quickly. I don't think there's time to study the text. Okay. Yeah, we can't say the text. All right, look. So which just... plan do we go with? Veronica's plan or Edwin's plan? We need to take action. Uh, or everyone, both. Everyone do an idea roll. I'll give you an idea roll. An O one. Ooh. O one. Very nice. So I'm gonna give <laughs> it to the O one guy. <laughs> o one guy, it suddenly dawns on you. Wait a second. If the sigils keep the demon bound. How did you see it out by the uh, the well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we mentioned that, yeah. I don't think they're working. I think we actually have to go with Veronica's plan. No, or, or we go with Edwin's plan because of the fact that the sigils are going in the wrong direction. Or that's an interpretation. Well, look. It, we're running out of time. I'm soon going to forget who I am. Let's turn these sigils however way you want. See what that does. If that doesn't work, turn them back, and we'll draw a triangle and pray to it. Why not do both? Turn the sigils back in, draw the triangle. Or do that. But whatever it is, action this day. Right, yes, let's do it. Okay. All right. So are you going to go together, or are you each going to take a sigil and turn it. Um, At least two people are probably needed on that statue. Yeah. And I had an idea about the the statue. It's a statuette. It's on a pedestal. It's a solid thing. It's It's, it's two pieces. Pretty big, heavy thing. Yeah. It's two pieces. It's definitely on a pedestal. Would it help if, is there any oil or butter that you could use to slide the statue on the pedestal? I think there, two people should be sufficient. There, there is nothing in the house that is still anything Good. like food or, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's do this. All right. Uh, Alfred, why don't you and I go move the statue? Everyone else can pick a sigil and go. All right. We're trying to work quickly. All right. All right. Um, go team Miskatonic. Are you going to try and move them 
all at the same time or one at a time or just arbitrarily? I, I'm thinking we should probably try to coordinate as best we can. Well, hold on. the house isn't that you, the house yes. isn't that big. Correct. So, can, so the, yeah. the slowest one's going to be team <clears throat> statue. So one team statue when we are about to get ours facing inwards we can just say no and the others just turn theirs and then we'll see what happens we'll cross the beams or whatever and um, uh who is the strongest the, the the lectern looks a bit heavy probably the stronger person should do that one and then the the, the lion is actually already the lectern is actually on wheels so. oh okay never mind <laughs> Never mind. I'll take the one on wheels. The, the little statues are small. They can be turned rather easily. All right. So there comes the moment. One, two, three. You all turn the statues and nothing happens. I knew it. Get to work drawing those triangles then. Now, and what's summoned by the triangles that will be trapped in here? Wait, did you want to turn the statues back? No. I don't see the reason. I want to leave them inside. No, leave them. Leave them be. Mm-hmm. All right. Quick. All right. To the chalk. To the floor. Go, Triangle. All right. So you, you go back into the, the center room. Who is going to draw? You've got the book, so you can copy it. Uh, uh, I mean. It's in red, white, and green. So it's Italian. So somebody has to get down on their hands and knees and draw it on the floor. Uh, I can do it. I mean, my dexterity kind of sucks, so. All right. Erica, so you get down on the floor, and Veronica, or I guess the ghost of Veronica, hands you um, first the white chalk. She says you have to draw the circle first. Um, You touch the, the, the chalk to the ground, and you begin to make the circle. And as you're making the circle, um, you especially, because you're on the ground, but everybody else, you sort of feel a trembling, like in the house, um, uh, as if something's definitely happening. Um, As soon as she completes the circle, You all hear a noise in the house. Once again, it sounds like somebody smashing around. And you're pretty sure the demon's on its way. What do you guys want to do? I don't know. Isn't there the thing like you make like a barrier or salt or some crap? You know, I just had a thought. I am hoping that that the order of the sigils that Erica wrote in her diary was not significant. We we turned all the statues at once, but perhaps it should have been that we turned them in order. I I don't know. Um, I just grip my my balustrade tighter. Do any of you have weapons? You've got a weapon. Your balustrade. I've got a weapon. Um. I'm gonna grab the nearest object and just like try try carving from memory one of the sigils into it and be like. Uh, there's, um, you. there's definitely stuff in this room that you can use all right <clears throat> she completes the circle and she begins to draw the triangle and 
uh, you definitely can feel uh, there's kind of a vibration in the room. You hear smashing coming from somewhere in the house and growling, and that thing is on its way, and you know it's going to be here in a couple of seconds, um, and probably with its gigantic fingernails and its sharpened teeth. Can we, like, wait a minute. Draw faster, Erica. It can go through walls. It's like, we'll close the door. It, no. All right. Those of you who aren't drawing, do a spot hidden. I passed. Pass. Okay. Hard success. Hard success. All right. You all can hear where the sound's coming from. Uh, you're looking through the door into the kitchen and then into the hall. You see it come around the bottom of the stairs, and it is violently running in your direction, kind of doing this with its claws as it's coming. I want to give uh, Professor Menke time to finish the drawing, and so I'll distract it. I was about to push uh, Mr. Wayland at it. <laughs> um, that's he's dead bad. anyway. That, that's actually pretty good. <laughs> Actually, Mr. Whalen runs forward to the doorway to try and block the thing. Um, and Edwin, how are you going to try to distract it? Uh, I'm going to um, muster up. It's been a hard day, but I'm going to muster up some bravery deep inside and grab grab the 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 the, uh, the stick that I have and just right. face it down. Okay. Um, Mr. Whalen pushes his way past you, um, and tr tries to protect. He says, and he, he looks back at you for a moment. And he says, I'm already dead. So he puts his hands up like this and the thing leaps and it hits him. So it hits him. He hits you, but you're kind of braced there. And the thing begins to claw at Wayland and, once again, blood and parts of his body start to fly. But the thing is going to try to reach over his shoulder and grab you. What do you want to do? Do you want to fight or dodge? Uh, I'm going to fight back to keep it distracted. So I'm going to swing with the, the, the post. And that's a fail. You got a five. Yeah, that's going to be mm. awfully hard to, to so, beat. Her, I say her, he got a claw, she got a, um, her claw hits you in the shoulder and sinks in and does two points of damage. And she's got a hold of you and she's screaming as she's uh, sort of almost cackling, screaming as she's I'm screaming loud. What do the rest of you do when you see this happen? I'm going to raise hell aid. I take whatever, like it was a book or a piece of wood that I cruelly carved one of the sigils in, and I'm just like, stop it, stop attacking him. <laughs> and I'm just like batting okay. the demon thing ineffectively because my strength isn't very high. So you're here. Uh, Edwin is in front of you. Wayland is in front of him, and the demon is out there. So you can't really get to her without hitting uh, Edwin. Oh, because they're kind of in the doorway at this point. Well, um, okay. Can I pull Edwin away from her so that he can get like a better stance? Yeah, you can do that. 
I'll do that. Um, try to that, that's a grapple roll. So what is that strength? No, it's um, it's a brawl, fighting brawl. brawl. I'm sure mine is terrible. Uh, let's see your fight. Nope. Okay. Yeah. Uh, she got a 36. Um, so you try to pull on Edwin and she tries to, she's pulling him back. So you guys are fighting over Edwin. He's uh, my Edwin. Wayland has slumped to one side and there's blood all over the floor and Edwin, it's getting slippery. Uh, Dr. Eleanor, you tried, you were trying to, uh, I was trying to kind of do the same, like rush to his okay. aid. Um, do a luck roll. See if you find something like long and sharp. That's a success. Regular. Success. Okay. You find uh, a fireplace poker. Ooh, there you okay. go. Yeah, I'm going to just try to poke try to, her. Try to make an attack. Yeah. Take All right. A jab. Do a, uh, do a, an attack. that much luck i do i'm gonna i'm blowing like 40 luck i'm gonna try to make this work okay um she failed she got a 73 okay. uh so you managed to hook that bitch with mm -hmm. the end of your your hook and start pulling her to the side do a 1d4 damage okay. see how much damage you do to her oh four okay Down. Um, what are the rest of you doing in the room? Uh, well, we know what Dr. Dr. Mankey, you're about 50% done. You're writing the words in the, in the, in the red. And you've, and you're also getting, going to have to then color in the circle. And the lines. Okay. Uh, I think uh, what I would, what I'll probably do is I'll run back into the, uh, the servants quarters and uh, get the, the sigil. And I want to place it in between uh the what uh, uh uh dr Mankey is doing and the demon just so that it's on the other side okay so you're you're picking up the lion Ow. um you pick up the lion and you begin to move it and nothing happens it's heavy uh nothing happens until you get almost to the door leading into the storeroom and when you cross that point um there is a terrible um crashing noise coming from somewhere in the house and everything vibrates now it's already vibrating a little bit as she's drawing this but you set it down on the ground between uh erica and the, the creature uh it is uh, seems to be completely unaffected it's uh oh. it's continuing to attack uh hasn't even bothered to look at the thing mm. uh, uh all right back to dr uh algen um Algin. Am I still in its clutches? You're still kind of in its clutches. What would you like gonna, to try to do? I'm going to try to beat it off of me with the with the with the stick that I've got. All right. Um, oh, I got a I got a thirty 
five, and so I'll I'll go ahead and spend ten luck to uh, make contact with it for a regular okay. success. I got I got a ninety-seven. So uh, you managed to crack the thing in the head. Go ahead and do a club roll one d eight plus your damage bonus if you've got one. It'd be so fascinating if you could just beat the shit out of the demon. Yeah. Like, don't worry about the sigils. Don't worry about the ritual. Obtain stick and or, or poker and just beat the crap out of the demon. Oh wait, is that a, oh that is an eight. Nice. All I right. don't have a damage bonus, but you hit um Mrs. Whalen, the demon, uh in the side of the head, and you can see her skull right here visibly crack as she falls over to the side and uh, stumbles, hits the ground. Uh, but do a spot hidden as that happens. All right. Uh, that's a fail. Okay. By a good long shot. So you don't see anything. Um, I'm right there. Can I you're see You're right something? there. Yeah, you try to do a spot hidden as well. Okay. That's a 95. I don't even, I don't, I mean, do I have enough luck to make that work? Don't worry about it. Okay. Um, so uh, the, the creature is screaming and, and flailing about on the ground, uh, and it's trying to kind of crawl away and re, uh, you know, repurpose Group? itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah regroup yeah. itself. Um Erica, you're almost done. You're very close. Another jab in. Uh, well, it's now crawling away on the ground, oh, okay. but it's it's hissing and it's uh, it's you can definitely see it's it's almost got blood dribbling down its face uh, in its uh, hideous anger. Um, somebody beat the shit out of this bitch, Edwin. <laughs> you are bleeding rather badly from. Oh your no! Uh, but. Uh, I mean, it's, it wasn't a lot of damage, so it's just a, it's just a flesh wound. Uh, Dr. Ashton, what would you like to try? Um, so the creature, is, the creature isn't coming any closer to right. us. It's, it's getting away maybe 10 or 15 right. feet, and then it's going to get back up on its feet and try again, maybe. All right. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll just kind of stand <clears throat> my ground to be the, uh, the last defense in case something happens. All right. There is an odd moment that comes just as Erica puts the last sigil or the last letter for Michael around it. It's almost like once again there, it's kind of a woof sort of feel in the house. And you see the demon suddenly start to slide on the ground in your direction. But now the creature turns and tries to dig its claws into the ground um, to keep... A step from, out of the way. Let the thing... Uh, Veronica and... Uh, Veronica is now alone. Waylon's lying on the floor, dead again. Again. Um, uh, she says, now you must visualize it in your mind in the circle. Okay. You need to, to look at the circle and visualize it. Um... So you guys are doing that. Um, the thing starts howling. It's, it's definitely loud. Everything around you is shaking. Uh, you can hear glass breaking in the house uh, as this thing is 
trying desperately to claw its way. But suddenly it, it flies off the ground as if it's just being pulled by an arm. And it lands bang in the center of the green circle on the ground. And it's writhing and screaming in agony. And uh, Veronica, uh, I guess, hands uh, Erica the book and points to the, the phrase. Uh, it's, in, it's in Latin. Do you know Latin? Do not. Um, Latin, she points around. She yeah, hands yeah, it to it, Eleanor. It. Uh, it's a simple phrase. You read it out, and as it does, you suddenly see this thing burst into flame. Um, you don't feel any heat from the flame, but there's definitely a flame as if it were trapped in a glass tube, and it was suddenly being emulated. And there's a flash of light, and the ground seems to be scorched for a moment, and bang, it's gone. And there is a another uh, bang coming from all around you in the house, and any light coming from outside the house is suddenly gone. The windows all go dark, and Wayland suddenly stands up, and he's going like this, and Veronica is standing there, and he's like, that, that should be it. We should have the curse is broken. We should be gone. We're we're still here. Do I get any memories back? No, nothing. Well, that's not good. Um, Veronica, uh, Mr. Whalen, do either of you remember what day it is? Uh, no, we still can't remember that. But I definitely remember what just happened. I, I remember getting in front of Mr. Alkin and the thing attacking me. Something is now keeping us inside this house. It's the sigils. I'll kick the lion out of the way. Uh, do a luck roll. That's my, it's lead. It might really hurt kicking it. Oh, I was like, what is, where is this going? Uh, I passed. Passed. I guess you can't. How will you pass? It's a luck roll. Um, the, you kick it out of the way. It, it rolls on the ground. Um, and when it rolls on the ground, there is a slight shaking inside the house. Uh, but they don't react to it in any way. Okay. Maybe we need to break them. That's what lead. I was going to say. They're lead. We just scratch them off. Oh, lead, lead is, yeah, and lead is weak, pretty weak anyway, though. It's heavy, so, but it's weak. So, if I go to the door, one of the door, the doors to the outside, and open it, what what happens? Bricks. Bricks. That's even worse than snow. Can we get uh, about destroying the? That sigils, sounds like then? a s yes. Yeah. Let's, uh, since we have the lion one right here, let's just dig the, the sigil out of the lion. All right. So you're next to the kitchen, a knife, a pocket knife, something. Um, you reach down and you cut into it to break that the sigil. The second you do that, 
there is another thump and all of the windows are now uh, open. I mean, there's, there's light coming in. Uh, the bricks at the front door are gone. Uh, Mr. Wayland and Veronica have vanished. And the air in the room smells just kind of musty, dusty, like you're in an old dusty house. Um, it's completely dilapidated around you. And uh, there's dust on the floor, dust on the tables. But you definitely have a feeling that there's nothing more holding you inside. There's no snow outside. Knew it. Let's get the hell out of here. Everybody do a listen roll. Regular success. Nope. Regular. Succeeded. Fail. Those of you who succeeded, you suddenly start to hear this high-pitched whine. What? And it, it takes a second for you to notice it, but it's it's almost it's like almost in your head, this high-pitched screeching noise. And oh, God. the rest of you, after a moment, you can hear it too. And it's loud. And it's, it's almost got a quality of music to it. Um, as if, well, nowadays I would say it was like as if a hundred car horns were all honking at the same time. Uh, way off in the distance, there's a vibration in the ground, and suddenly um, you can see um, in through the house, there is a light coming from what must be the top of the stairs. What do you guys do? Go see what's there, but from the bottom floor? No, I'm seeing Leaf. it now. Leaf. I think I'm running for the door. Well, I'll, 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 I'll leave with them, but I'm like, what is going on over there? Okay. Um, so, are uh, you going to go through the ba- the side door? Or through the front, door? the front door? Actually. The I was going to go through the, the closest all right. exit. All right. Well, if you wanted to go, if you ran through the hallway, you'd go right out the front door. Um, That's what I'm you doing. guys had already opened it, so it's wide open. There's no bricks or snow. Um, so you're running in that direction. Uh, Dr. Bennett, you said that you wanted to see what it was. Everybody I else do. do. Everybody, you did too. Okay. I do too, yeah. Everybody else do power rolls to see if you look back. Don't look into the light. Yes. Okay. Should I spend the one luck to pass or let it say yes. a failure? If you pass, you don't look back. I will fail then. Oh, I failed as well. I look back. So Dr. Benson is running. She's out the door. She doesn't look back. Uh, Dr. Bennett is the first one. Uh, Mm -hmm. Just as you get to the bottom of the stairs and the rest of you right behind him, you look up and there is a blinding light coming from up above and there's something moving in the light and it's almost spectral like rainbows it's oh i know what that is it's just blowing your 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 mind your visual cortex 
and something is moving down the stairs. It looks like it has six huge flaming wings yeah. and the seraphim. Yeah. If anything, it looks very much like what you'd think of a seraphim. This voice that at the same time sounds like somebody whispering in your ear, but at the same time, Show. thunder, thunder shaking the building. It says, at last, I am free, and you have freed me. What do you want? Would you see the face of God? Um, do I have my memories back at this point? You're not thinking about that right now. Oh, I'm not. No, you're you're dumbfounded by what you're seeing. I would, yes. I, I sort of stop and stare up at it, and ask to not to. I ask for the power of God. I ask for knowledge and the ability to heal the mentally ill. I wish to see the face of God. How about you, Dr. Ashton? The wisdom of God. All right. Dr. Benson, <laughs> you run out. Um, to your car you, and leave. <laughs> you, you, you glance back at the house from which you can see there is this blinding light shining out all of the windows. Um, you are getting the hell out of there. Uh, you run up to the car, you hop inside, and miraculously, it's not out of gas. Yes, knew it. I knew it. It starts right up, and um, just before you drive away, there is a blast. Um, the house shatters into a million pieces, and five columns of light shoot up into the sky. Oh, dear. And uh, you get away. You four. You did. <laughs> we died. The thing on the stairs says, So, so you shall know, know the, the truth. truth. So, so you shall see, see the face of God. God. And, and, and wonder. wonder. And as he says that, your bodies are somehow converted into energy. And what I asked for. the five of you fly up into the sky. You can actually perceive the earth moving away and galaxies moving away. And there's something up ahead. And you suddenly become uh, balls of energy, fully conscious, screaming for all eternity, flying around Azathoth in the court of Azathoth, knowing the face of God. And that is how the story ends. Yeah, but that stupid angel got my order wrong. That's not what I asked for. Okay. <laughs> That's the end of our story. Uh, all right. Now I'm going to reveal something that might freak you out a little bit. It was all a fucking lie. There were no people in that house. Yeah, there were no ghosts. There was no demon. Okay, that I didn't know. 
No magic done by anybody in that house did anything. Oh. What happened was Lester Goodman. Lester Goodman is not Lester Goodman. Lester Goodman is an avatar of Nyarlathotep. Oh. And when he found out that Wayland was trying to do this dumb ritual, he thought, we're going to have some fun with this. So it was easy enough for him to produce a correct and valid copy of the Abramelin. What he gave him was a chaos lamp. And that lamp that was hanging in his ritual chamber, every time he lit the lamp, it sucked magic points out of him. And once it reached a certain level of magic points, 1,000-something, which it eventually did, it called forth a servitor of Azathoth, which he thought was an angel. And he asked to see the face of God, and it took him, and he died. His daughter came home when she found out her father died and thought that something had gone wrong with the ritual. So she decided to perform the same ritual herself which involved lighting the lamp, which means that once she'd reached 1,000-some-odd magic points being drained from her, she also summoned the thing. Now, but she was smart. She had created the Saturnine Chalice to trap the entity, and indeed it was trapped. And the second it was trapped and it couldn't get away, it decided that it would drain her memories to see if it could figure out what she had done. Okay. She was smarter than it though. So what she did is she immediately killed herself so that it could not suck the memories out of her. Now it started sucking the memories out of you people because it wanted to see if you actually had figured something out because this entity from Azathoth had gaps. It didn't know everything. It's not an, omnip an omnipotent being. Um, it didn't know what alcohol was. So when you guys start asking for whiskey, the illusion of rosemary that it was creating didn't know what you were talking about. Um, there were all sorts of little clues like that where it, it didn't quite understand what it was you were talking And the sigils were one of those things. It, it could never got any memories from any of these about the sigils, so they weren't part of its memory. It didn't understand. So it saw you driving down the road, and it thought, I'm going to see if I can figure out a way to get them to undo whatever she did. What you and did. If, you, if you hadn't, you would have just been stuck in the house forever. Probably that thing would have tortured you. Oh, goody. To try and, and then it would have just killed you and started over with the next people that drove by. Um, fortunately, some of you went with it, in which case it actually returned to the court of Azathoth. If none of you had gone and it was released, it would have wreaked havoc on mankind for being imprisoned here. Um, it wouldn't have, it didn't like that at all. That's, that's the story. There's probably other stuff I won't, I don't remember, but let's go ahead and uh, <laughs> finish it up. Okay. Our players included Holly Buto, Lindsay Thompson, 
Thomas Bailey, Howard Fries, and Grant Dowell with yours truly as the Keeper of the Secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members. You can set up private games. You can learn the fine arts of gameplay and game mastering. There's a link below. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows, free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel, and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answer any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good game.